Welcome back to another episode of Unlicensed Therapy with me, Ari Manis. Today we have my guest, Ron Taylor. Not going to lie to you, this episode went long. Almost three hours. I cut it down, but we recorded for three hours. So at the end, some of the camera shut off and I didn't know while we were recording. So we actually lost video on some of the angles and I had to just play the audio. So if you're wondering why that is, that's why. If you're not familiar with Ron Taylor, he is hilarious, and here is a clip of him performing some stand-up comedy. I'm gonna tell y'all what's messing up black families, man, more than everything. Take a guess. Don't worry, I'll tell you. It's the dishes, man. The dishes. The dishes has destroyed more black families than anything. I couldn't go to prom because I didn't wash the dishes. I know people been kicked out of their house because they didn't wash the dishes. Like that's a that's a thing. Like, like just the dishes. Like you, like black people hate washing dishes. Really, everybody hate washing dishes, but black dishes is hard to wash. Cause we cook stubborn meals. Like, you ever tried to get old grits off a pot? You need holy water and a jackhammer to get that stuff off. This stuff is difficult, and it's splitting our families up. <laughs> White people, y'all don't have that problem. White people cook easy stuff. It's easy to rinse off mayonnaise, and you be done. <laughs> That's why y'all stick together. White people cook Pop-Tarts. You just blow the dish, y'all. Put it back in the cupboard. <laughs> I tell you who got it together the most, man, Latinos. Yeah. Y'all stick together. And they got it figured out. They got the dish problem down. They said, we ain't using dishes. We gonna make our dishes out of corn and flour and eat them afterwards. <laughs> that was Ron Taylor. I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Do you do a lot of podcasts? I've done a number of them. I if ain't you done to a guess. whole lot. What did you say? Oh, you don't want to mess up your fro. Yeah. We could go no headphones. Should we do no headphones? That's normally what I do, but you, know, no you, 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 you do your yeah. thing, you know? We either got to go both or none. Oh, so and then right. watching them wrapped around like that i'm like i don't know if that's gonna work <laughs> are you do you have a hot date tonight no no it's just i picked it out i might as well keep it you know together as how possible. does that work when you so when you pick it out mm-hmm. let's say you put on the headphones you mess up your hair mm-hmm. you just have to re-pick it out or 
how does that how does a black person's hair work <laughs> well i don't know about all black people but all black people have the same hair all oh, right admit well, it yeah that's well, why i you pulled you in way. here no i uh normally i have to like wet my hair because mm-hmm. once it's uh dry it's very difficult to uh pick out and sculpt so like if i put those on then it'll be dry, and then I, it's not like I can just pick. I can, mm-hmm. but it just won't look the same. Sometimes I do that and just don't care, but, you know, it's like, why bother? Who knows what I'll get into tonight? Yeah, I've never picked out my hair, but I don't know. It's like I like having a Jufro, <laughs> but then when I grow it, people are always like, get a haircut, man. You look like shit. I you know, when I hear people talk about that type of stuff and say those type of things, I always wonder, like, Who's saying that? People, but wait, people who, are, who feel very comfortable. I don't know those. I don't know <laughs> those people. And if I did, I couldn't imagine taking them seriously. So no one's ever said to you, "Hey, Ron, you need a haircut." I mean, maybe, but that's like a stranger saying, "Like, hey, your cousin's a bitch." I don't even know you. I don't, <laughs> why, why would I care about what you say? <laughs> your cousin's a bitch. It's like, Do strangers have someone ever said that to you? No, but oh. it's just as random to me. It's like, mm-hmm. in what world would I give even the slightest fuck that you think I should cut my right. hair? I think you should give me all the money in your pocket. And what happened to the saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it? Well, I know that that's impossible. I figured out that that's impossible. I've never said a mean thing in my life. Oh, well, you're a lucky person. Maybe I have. I don't know. <laughs> you're a very fortunate person. I can't, think, I can't think of one. I try not to. Yeah. It's definitely a conscious thought. If I do, it's usually a joke. Yeah, I don't think I've ever said something mean for the... I won't say ever. Unless they deserve it. I don't even think I've done that. Unless it's for the sake Unless of being funny. Unless they fucked your cousin. Well, yeah. Then I'll say it. Then all bits are off, yeah. you know? <laughs> then you're getting punched in the face. But no, yeah, so I just pick it out in the morning when, I, you know, when I'm in the shower and then try to keep it as tight as possible for as long as possible, which used to be difficult, you know, back in the good old days of uh, real life when I would go to shows and there'd be a bunch of drunk white women there. And are those your favorite? Well, all the shows are great, man, you know. Oh, I, I thought you, I was talking about women. Oh, women are great. Yeah, yeah women drunk, are awesome. Drunk, but what's your favorite? <sighs> drunk white women, black women, Mexican women. Well, well let's define. All women. Let's define favorite. Okay. What do you mean? Okay, if, okay. I don't know your thoughts on marriage. Do you want to get married one day? You know. Okay, so not make, if it makes sense. Sure. If it makes sense. So not really. A, you're not passionately. I want to find a life partner. That's not your mindset. A life partner is completely different from marriage. Okay. Do you want to find a life partner? Sure. Okay. So when you close your eyes, Mm -hmm. well, you have a girlfriend right now, right? Or no? I've got got people who would be mad if I said no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's pretend like they don't exist for this exercise. Mm -hmm. So you're single for this. Mm -hmm. Completely single. No one would get mad. Gotcha. When you close your eyes, who is your life partner? Is your dream woman right here? She probably she's definitely black. I mean, black, I've okay. just been you know conditioned. For okay, that. racist. Got it. I the mean, racist. whatever. No, you know. You know what's interesting, man? It's like when I see uh, people with different races, it, particularly black men with like particularly white women. Mm-hmm. It is interesting because like even if I'm not talking about black shit all day every day, it's like there's this. There's this level of lack of connection that you have with virtually everybody else in your life. And the person you've selected to be with forever is the one person that don't connect 
to you with you on that level. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that's not everybody. Right. You know, sure, sure. There's, there's, I'm sure there's some white person that can connect. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's some black person who just doesn't connect on that level. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on you know, just a regular version, just regular black dude, regular white woman, and this is just your life partner. And it's like, and you're like, man. Maybe they just need a change of pace. It's like, can't be all black all the time. A change of pace for life? <laughs> that's like a, that's a long change time, of pace know? for that part of their life. Marriage is supposed to be forever. That's why I but say. I mean, but I mean, like they're still into all that stuff outside of the home. Maybe I don't know. Hey. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm to not, each his own. I've never, uh, I've never had a black girlfriend. Uh, you know, I'm, because I'm racist. No, well, because sure, uh, yeah. I don't know. It just hasn't happened. It is what it is. You Does know, half you, black count? Yeah, especially oh, uh, two racists. Yeah, if you're half oh, I've black, had, I've had some half black. <laughs> if you're half black, you're all Negro. Let let the fucking racist tell it. Well, you're they like say racist, right? One eighth. If you're one eighth black, you're all black. That's they say. I I don't know any one eighth blacks. How would you even <laughs> measure that? That's fucking. <laughs> I ask them. Dirty I fucking racist. I, you know? <laughs> I, I say, what percentage are you? Yeah, Holly Berry. You know, is she is she black? She's half, right? But do you consider her black or half? I would consider Halle Berry at least part black. When you mention how, if I said you know black women like uh, Nia Long, Vivica, I'd put Halle, Halle Berry in that category. Would you go whoa whoa whoa? Halle Berry's half. No, you'd be like no. sure. All yeah, those yeah, women. True, true, true. So you know, yeah, black yeah. is black though. And I guess same thing with Jewish too. They're half Jewish. If someone tells me they're half Jewish, I'm like, oh, you're Jewish. Really? Yeah. I know nothing about that. I think it's just the same thing. If you're half of something, you're that. I you, guess you identify with that. Well, I know with black in particular, they put it like this: we as common folk can say if you're half, you're black because black, the color, not the gene necessarily, mm-hmm. but the color is definitely dominant. So if you're half black and you look like a light skinned black, you're fucking black. So just on a color level. It's it's a dominant color. Now you want to get into gene. Uh, you know, You're saying visually, that. it's visually. undeniably undeniable. when it is at least. Yeah. like Holly Blair, Holly Berry is undeniably black looking. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's that. But Jewish, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know nothing about that. Which is so funny. There's so many people. I shouldn't say so many. You've never looked at someone and been like, they're Jewish. One time in my life, and <laughs> I felt like a, uh, I felt like a fucking prophet. <laughs> because this is before I even knew what Jewishness or Judaism or any of that was. It was my teacher. My, uh, and how, what gave it away? I'm going to tell you. Okay. My, it was my teacher's assistant. Uh-huh. So he was the teacher's the assistant. The TA. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. In high school? When I was in, uh, yeah, high school. Uh, high school. Okay. High school. And his name was Mr. Rose. I don't know if that's a Jewish last name. I think so. Whatever. Yeah. And it was just, mind you, I know then I definitely do nothing. I still really don't know nothing, but then I knew completely nothing. nothing. But he just looked like, <laughs> I'm telling you, it looked like a little hat was supposed to be on his head. It just looked <laughs> like it fit there. And I, I never saw him wear it, but I could just see it. I was like, you just close your eyes, you could imagine it. It was like easily. he had a spot mm-hmm. asking for it. It's yeah. like, it needs May, to or be maybe there. he had a spot where he actually did wear it during the off hours, so his hair was like patted down. That's very possible. That's very possible. Mm-hmm. I never saw the hat, but I'm like mm-hmm. one of them little hats. Did you say? Did there. you say to him, "Hey, are you Jewish?" Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, how'd you know?" I was like, 
you just look like you should have a hat. It's like, yeah, I'm Jewish. That was the end of my conversation. Later, I looked back and he had the fucking Jewish nose and he was short and he had the, you know, little he was, movement. He had it all. He had all of it, but I didn't fucking know. He had change in his pocket that you could hear when he walked around. <laughs> he, you just know, like pennies he, and dimes. He just really looked like he belonged in a Woody Allen movie. He just, he fit the whole thing. But now. Are you a Woody Allen fan? A, f- a fan would be a stretch simply because I'm not super familiar with his work. I was gonna, I haven't watched too much. I've watched some of his newer ones, but mm. I couldn't identify as a Woody Allen fan either. I haven't yeah, watched like, enough. I'm, I've seen his stuff just because like early on in my career, I was like a student to the T. So if somebody mm-hmm. mentioned, this is who you should find out about, I, You'd go I look had it Netflix up. Before streaming was a thing, mm-hmm. so somebody's like, you "Oh, to get the the deliveries, the DVD." Yeah, I had that. Right. Or so, I went through. I actually had a Netflix copycat. Really? It was like three dollars cheaper oh. a month, but it was the same thing. They just delivered DVDs oh. to your house, and I would do a thing when uh, this. I, how long ago was that? Was that ten years ago? Fifteen years ago? Yeah, about ten ago? at least for me. Ten. Let's say it was fifteen years ago. I had a DVD burner in my computer, and every movie I would get delivered to my house mm-hmm. i would copy it oh, and then wow. i would have a copy of the dvd <laughs> so I would, I would just have this little scheme going where i had every yeah. movie yeah I it wanted. makes sense it makes sense but yeah i would have i had netflix and anytime somebody would mention a comedian i like get their movies or whatever so i'd watch some woody allen movies and it's funny because back then if you had the dvd and let's say you didn't like it well, that's your movie for the fucking next two <laughs> You're days watching anyway. so you gotta watch it yeah, so yeah. i was just sitting there like uh-oh, okay, yeah. He sneezed on cocaine. I guess that's a bad thing to do. All right. <laughs> you know, I just like, and I just watched it and, and whatever, whatever. But no. So, okay, so if you were a comedy nerd, you could say okay, you've so. watched mm-hmm. a lot of comedy movies, it sounds like. I if watched more, com- more stand-up, but there was so little Woody Allen stand-up, I had to go to the movies. Right, yeah. So there were no special. Oh, I forgot he did, yeah, he did do stand up. Right, yeah, right, right. I've right. never seen any of his stand up. Yeah, I saw it later, you know, when YouTube picked up. So what who are your biggest influences? On my personal stand up or comedy and whatnot? Yeah. There's so many. I've t- I've stolen from so many. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone has. Well, here's the thing, level. man. If you're a good comic or a good comedian, you know, how and what to steal. I say steal because it's such a brash word, obviously. Right, you could steal um, anything. You could steal a mannerism. You could steal yeah. a word, even. Exactly. You could steal the way they say a word. Or you could the steal. way that their brain went to get an alternative word to a very common word. Right. So it gets real there's deep. Li- yeah, there's ri- um, mannerism. There's so many little, minute things you could take to where someone would be like, that's not stealing, and someone would be like, that is stealing. Yeah. But, you know, what's and what I care I to me, everyone starts with that, but then eventually, they they stop that and they do that. I don't think I ever like straight up stole like that's not mine. Not on purpose. It's from watching. It's from watching it so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the people, let's see. I've gotten from so many people. um, We'll just go off top, real easy. Bernie Mac, uh, Patrice O'Neill, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, and then. There's uh, Louis C.K. He's and, the man. Um, uh, They're all the man. Oh, Paul Mooney. Good Lord. What a f- I forget about Paul Mooney from time to time, but man, just. Have you uh, gotten to perform with him? Perform with him? No. No, I think I had an opportunity and I 
I don't know, it was, it was some Detroit shit, and I just didn't. But I've seen them live twice, I think. Yeah, twice. At the Comedy Store? Or once at the Comedy Store and once in Detroit. Nice. Yeah, at the Comedy Store is when he's, uh, you know, forgetting stuff, and it was all weird. But Oh, he's just too old. Yeah, but it's still good to see him, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, I got to Living see Living legend. Yeah, I got to see, what, fucking Dick Gregory, and Detroit will really roll oak, but in Michigan, and uh, got to see some... Some up there guys. Yeah. How long did you do comedy in Michigan before you moved here? Well, I started in 2000. You know, I don't get to say this often. Not that it matters, but when I think about it, I started thinking comedy in 2009. What do you mean thinking comedy? Exactly. So here's the deal. I'm going to rifle through this story. This mm-hmm. is my inception into stand-up. Okay. A lot of people was like, somebody said they were funny or they had heard about this comedian or whatever the fuck. None of that happened to me. It was very weird how it came about. I start, I kind of found humor, and then I found, like, the, um, how can I put it, the uh, just the sharpening and the enhancement of humor. So it's like, okay, I told this story at lunchtime, and I told this story, same story at fifth period, and then by... My last class, it had been refined, and it's like, oh, wait, this is something. You're just trying here. to make people laugh in your day to day life. Yeah, and it's really not COVID even like comedy. Yeah, and it's really not even like I was trying to make people laugh. That's what was interesting about it. It was like people were literally requesting the story. Ah, uh. you know what I'm saying. And so from have, I don't think I would ever try to go make people laugh. It's uh-huh. just I wasn't. I'm not an outgoing guy like that. Right. I don't need to talk to you. I don't need to be here. You know, that was my whole attitude. When somebody asked for it, I'm not no fucking bitch. Yeah, I yeah. was, but that I'm not no bitch attitude is what was used to overcompensate that. So if it was, I'm just sitting down and like, well, Tilda, well, okay, let me, t-. and now I go into a story. Yeah, okay. Anyway, that's how I refine and stories. And it's nice to be, it feels good when Requested. someone's like, hey, yeah. tell that great story. You because know? You're like, oh, you want to hear yeah. my little old story? All right. I'll and tell that's why I like stand up over improv, but we'll get to that later. I like, my turn. Mm-hmm. I have you all's attention. Not I'm trying to grab. I'm not. Tr- I don't need. I don't right. want to grab you all's attention. I'm not. Tr- Wilding out is like that's. I'm not trying to compete to be funny. You know. Hey, do much. I get my turn? Yeah, yeah. That, that's a bitch it's move on my me. part. But you know, it's not for me. It's anyway. Not for me either. So I also don't want to cluck around like a chicken. Well, you know. I mean, what's black comedy without? Chicken clucking. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what to oh, tell that's, you. I would, that's <laughs> just improv. That's, <laughs> it, wild and out. That's wild and out. It's, to yeah. wild and out fans, it's black comedy. But to uh, comedy fans, that's just improv comedy. Oh, improv. It's just, it's like clowns and mimes, man. It's just. Black comedy to a comedy fan would be like fucking a stool. That would which be black is an comedy. art form all in itself, which I don't even have the time to get into that. <laughs> whoever I'm came up with that term, which I think is Neil Brennan. Fucking a stool? Stool fucker. Oh, I didn't the know. The term stool fucker. I did not know. It's probably not credited to Neil, but he's the first yeah. person I heard say uh-huh. Neil, who I love, but it's like, you, but you know it's an art form. Don't throw it out there like it's some fucking mamby-pamby shit. You, it, nobody yeah, can okay. fuck the stool like black comedians. I, are you being serious right now? I'm drop-dead fucking serious. Okay, I think... It's fun. It's funny. That's why so many of them do it. Mm-hmm. So why comedians do it. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's unoriginal and hack shit in no, my mind. Oh no, 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 no! You're not wrong, actually. But no, meaning nothing. How can I put it? If it's not original, then it's just not original. Mm-hmm. But that don't make the art form less than. 
It's like the dunk contest. I mean, what, is dunking over now? Is dunking <laughs> like whack? No. It might take some talented dunkers to show you how so sweet saying, dunking so is. So you're saying if there's a sweet stool fucking joke mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. so good, sure. it needs to be done. I mean, sure. how many okay. how okay. many women are irritating jokes are there? Is the whole trope of women right. being irritating done? No, no, you're right. If there's an original twist on a stool fucking joke. Yeah. And yeah. let's not forget that stool fucking is not simply taking the stool and fucking it. That's right. not what no, these no, people yeah. mean it's when they say it. Into it means a joke incorporating or a story. the stool. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've seen people straight up hump the stool like it's mm-hmm. a woman. Mm-hmm. We've seen people talk about the police beating you and fucking the stool. Right. I haven't seen that one. Oh, that's actually Darius Bennett. I said that like that was a famous <laughs> bit. That's <laughs> yeah. Darius Bennett's joke. <laughs> you should have more. But I've seen all different type. Of I had him right, but this motherfucker Cat Williams turned the stool into a wildebeest. <laughs> he turned the stool into a swimming pool. He turned the stool into a bedroom, a diving board. It's like this is a whole thing. This is like carrot top with one fucking prop. Cat Williams. He swam. He on did a stool and did kicked it. his feet. Yeah, yeah, he did it. That take core strength. I've tried it. It's not easy. That's think, a stool fucker. You think Cat Williams can still do that? Absolutely. You think he's still really I've, strong? I've argued. Oh, I don't know if he has the physical strength to do that, <laughs> but the, 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 the humor, he's still yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've argued that that Cat Williams may be, um, may be the greatest comic of all time. Of all time. Of all time. I've argued it. That okay, doesn't mean I that he hear your is. argument. Mind you, I'm going to get back to my inception in comedy. I didn't forget. Okay, I did. For the listeners. Uh-huh. Why is Cat Williams okay. arguably the greatest? Comedian? So you're not saying he is. You're saying he could be. He could be. That's the thing. Anytime you're talking about some, you know, some ranking, you have to have some type of matrix or metric to mm-hmm. whatever, right? It's mm-hmm. Jordan versus whoever. It's like, okay, right. what are we talking about here? Right. But almost any conceivable thing that you set up mm-hmm. to put in who's the greatest. Cat Williams kind of comes out on top. So if you talk about, okay, let's just say straight up and down funny. We talking about motherfucker, cockroach, whatever. Just like funny to look at, funny presence. All that. Will make you laugh funny, on and funny off stage. voice, all that. Okay, so he's got that. He's got that. Let's talk about bits that really mean something. or Opinions. Po- or political comedy or uh-huh. opinion or racial status or marriage or kids point of view point of all of that he's done it all like he's it's not that. just black jokes let's not sure, forget no. polo tink tink oh, i would say this half his fans are white at this point this yeah. motherfucker talked about the olympics he talked about he was political and topical he talked about the polygamy ranch i would never remember that i would never have known that had he not talked about that he mm-hmm. talked about terrorism and insurgents and then he broke it down all the way for kids, but then simultaneously made it to where adults knew what the fuck he was talking about. Mm-hmm. So he did all that, right? Movies, he did that. Number one movie, he popped off what in one fucking movie? movie. What was that movie? Uh, Friday After Next. One oh, fucking right. movie. Biggest comedian of all time, right? Specials, he's got a slew of those, mm-hmm. right? Prolific, yeah, he's prolific. But to this day, he can still say, sell out. I will say his special, his latest special in my mind, does not match his earlier specials. The, the one that's eight minutes long? Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, he's got like an eight minutes long. No, even five his, minute long. His, la- his latest hour. The Jackson one, he was in Jackson, I think. I forget now. Where he was wearing a gold suit. 
Doesn't even I matter. Can't Point but, is, hey, yeah. George Carlin had what ten? And or some 11? of his were bad too. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and, but, but is, the ones do that people we say, say George Carlin's the best. Is there, are there people that say that? People. I mean, have you ever People seen say Rogan the experience? One? He loves George. He loves oh, George Carlin. I think everyone loves him, but number does I didn't know there was a lot of people saying he's the best of all time. A lot of people a couple classes above us will they say do. that. I don't particularly agree, but yeah. that don't mean that I, I can't recognize what he does as, as, as great. Right. But it's like whatever great points George was saying, Cat mm-hmm. was saying, and still keeping it funny. Yeah. Like at some point, because I think uh, George Carlin was like an English teacher or something, or uh-huh. an English major. At some point, he kind of just got lost in his own intellect and just was like spewing Definitely. out facts and right. like, right. you know, more of a preacher. Yeah, it's like he was it. William Shakespeare with a s- with little bit of humor. Cat mm-hmm. never stopped being funny. Right. Even if you was like, well, that's kind of stupid. But the, his last special, I, which the one I think you're talking about, is when he was in some city and he did like 20 minutes on the city. Two things about that. One, that's funny to black people because all black cities is the same. Two, as a black comic, I know that he's done that with every city. All you do is switch out the different malls, Mm -hmm. switch out the different streets. And just as a black person who's like into, we'll say social problems and shit like that, Mm -hmm. I find it interesting, sad, and funny at the same time that that's even a possibility. Meaning he can go to Jackson, Mississippi or Jackson, Florida or Detroit or Baltimore or D.C., whatever it is, mm-hmm. and do the black city jokes, right? And they work. Swap out each individual mayor or each individual street in each individual city, uh-huh. and they all work. Why is that possible? Because that's how fucked up our segregated ass areas are, right? (laughs) You couldn't do that for every white city like Kentucky and then go to fucking, well, that's the state, but then go to some other white city and be like, you know how they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) But you can do that with every single city with black people. Why? But anyway, he brought that to a special. Mm -hmm. Nobody else has done that. Uh, Nobody else has done that. Maybe but you would have to be able to appreciate it. Yeah, maybe I just wasn't able to appreciate it. You're fucking not black, you know? So it's (laughs) okay. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but anywho, that's why I argue. Working on it. That's why I argue he could be one of the greatest of all time. I mean, the funny, it's a good, it's the a topics, argument, the longevity, mm-hmm. the, the everything. I mean, he still got it. He got a fucking Emmy for acting. He can mm-hmm. act. Not not scared to say whatever the fuck Who's funnier he wants? than him right now? Like, l- listen, let's let's get away from all time for a second. Right now. Who's funnier than Cat Williams? Now, I've heard Cat say Dave is funnier than him, himself. I disagree, but I've got a different idea. Funny versus better. Yeah, see, at, the, at that point, it kind of gets subjective. Who's funnier than Cat Williams right now? At that point, exactly. it's like you could say he's up there with the funniest people. Right. But And someone's going to be like, well, I think this person's funnier. And, and that's why I is, say yeah. if, if, if ever you are to, one is to, like, try to, figure out who's the best it's like Mm -hmm. unless you have some rules it's going to be subjective right right but i'll say damn on the rule of laughter production laugh per minute big laughs per minute cats definitely killing dave but a lot of people are killing dave but the shit that dave gets you to laugh at is like i can't believe that even was possible but cat has some of those too you know what i'm saying i'm surprised that there's no comedy nerd out there that hasn't broken down every single stand-up special 
and like measure analyze the, the, analyze the who gets the second. most laughs per minute oh, and have what minute. volume of laugh. I'm surprised no one's done that. And then had a straight up ranking system, which still yeah. wouldn't say who's the best because it's still one measurement of comedy. Yeah. But I'm surprised no one's done it. It's probably been done somewhere and like. The winner would probably be somebody fucking random as shit. Someone. Like, like Carrot Top. Yeah, like, say, well, that's dude, because, like, hey, he's I got went it. to a Carrot Top show last year in Vegas with Bruce Gray. Mm-hmm. And I will say this it was a damn good show because. I'm, yeah, I'm aware. It's I've so seen clear that. So, so this is in my mind. I'm just guessing as from a comic perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't I haven't talked to Carrot Top to know that this is the truth of how it is. But in my mind, he doesn't retire jokes, mm. but still writes new ones. Mm. So he has He's just collecting this massive arsenal of jokes, right? Hundreds and hundreds. I'm sure he's retired some. I'm sure that have gone out of date or whatever. But if he can still do it, he'll do it. Mm. So he had hundreds and hundreds of jokes, and he was trying to cram in, it seemed like, mm-hmm. as many as he could into this hour. So even if you didn't laugh at half of his jokes... You were still laughing a lot. Like there were so many jokes. Like joke, 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 joke. Yeah. That Apparently was... that's what Jerry does. Like he, uh, that's why he didn't put out specials. That's what he said at least. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, you know, you just keep adding on to the act and, you know, to each his own tomato, tomato. But anyway, yeah. Cat Williams the best. Now, back to high school. Long story <laughs> short, right? So I found funny. Then I found the enhancement of funny. I graduate. I start thinking comedy. I'm like, you know what? I think. Oh, it was comedy. What is what the fuck is this comedy stuff? But I'm still in regular high school mode. You know, I'm going to school to be an engineer, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Two thousand nine I graduate. The summer two thousand nine. I start watching all of this stand up. I'm just watching stand up for some reason on YouTube. Just for some odd reason. I'm just loving it. I'm loving recapping people's jokes, but it still never had dawned on me that this was a thing. That you could do. That anybody could do. Yeah. It was like stand-up was something that like they asked random people who were famous to do. There was no idea or concept of a comedian in my right. mind. There's no school of, yeah. oh, it's this just is what a, you do to do comedy. It's yeah. like if Will Smith was on Comic View, I wouldn't be like, when did he start comedy? I'd be like, of course. I mean, that, yeah. who else he's a does comedian, that? Yeah. No, he's a he's a guy yeah. who he's who's famous. Who they would ask to? Go. That's what you were. Didn't he try doing stand up this year or something? He did when a show on fifty. Stand-up. When he turned fifty, he did stand up. It was one of his bucket list things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was. Uh, I know Clayton English and uh, I think Rail Battle and Dave Chappelle were there. Yeah, pretty crazy. Anyway, I would like to see that. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's on YouTube. I bet it was good. Oh, it's on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. good? No. No, of course not. How, <laughs> I would think it would be. How could it be? Just because he's... Okay, here's why it could be good. It's as good as Will Smith is enjoyable. You can't not enjoy him. That's the thing. He's he's a likable, enjoyable, funny guy, charismatic yeah. guy. He's talented and, I assume, very smart as well. Yeah. And yeah, he was sure. with... Three funny, hilarious yeah. comedians to help them. Yeah. So in my no, mind, I'm like, maybe they, it'll be good. Yeah. They didn't show the whole five minutes. Got it. They showed the hot clips. Yeah. They you made know, him look like a badass. Right. And then yeah. Dave was like, good job. You know, what I'm going to do? Go against Dave Chappelle? I'm like, no, <laughs> you fucking sucked. <laughs> Tell Will Smith. Yeah, that's how you I feel. wasn't there. That's how you feel. No, I just yeah. imagine it was it was decent enough. Yeah. It was as decent as exactly what you just explained. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking genius. Yeah. He's likable. Mm-hmm. And he has a slew of funny things to talk about and he had the biggest advantage of all when he walked on stage the whole crowd is already in love with him before he says a word who's gonna boo will smith 
with Dave Chappelle sitting next to him. Why? Anyway, <laughs> so speaking of Dave, again, I keep saying long story short and making the story longer. So I get out of school. I'm thinking comedy. I start watching this, uh, all this comedy, and then I see, and then I start looking up comedians for some reason. It still never dawned on me that I was going to even think about stand-up comedy until I saw Dave Chappelle on Inside the Actor's Studio, and he was talking about uh, reading this Time magazine with Bill Cosby on it. And he said, from he said, Dave Chappelle said, from reading that Time magazine, he realized that being funny was a marketable skill. That's the sentence Dave Chappelle said while reading this Time magazine. When I heard him say that, I was like, oh, being funny is a marketable skill. And then he said, that's when I knew I was going to be a comedian. And I was like, oh, a comedian. And that day is when I started being a comedian in my mind. That's in 2009. I didn't start stand-up because it took me a while to find it. You know, mm-hmm. there was no there was no everything that existed. Sure. I had a phone. I had the uh, Samsung Instinct, which was like one of the first answers to the first iPhone. Okay. And I went to my GPS, which was a brand new thing, mm-hmm. and I just typed in comedy. And everything that came up, I called. I said, hey, uh, can, can I do comedy there? And this, it was, is, this is in 2009? This is in, or 2010, this, is in 2000, this is late 2009. Okay. Right? And I'm like, hey, can I do comedy there? And they're like, no, who are you? What are you talking <laughs> about? I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Click. I'm calling another number. And it's like just some comedian's business information somehow. It's like. Oh, you're calling comedians. That's because that's yeah. how they register. Right. We probably went from phone book to GPS. Mm-hmm. You know, this is early right. days of all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, hey, can I? And I'm like, I'm, I'm a comedian for hire. No, I don't. I've had, I don't have any shows for us. Like, <laughs> all right, click. And I finally found a club, Joey's Comedy Club, and I booked myself for an open mic night. But they had, you know, they booked it far in advance. It was right. like, yeah, January 23rd. And how far is Joey's Comedy Club from where you were? A couple miles, maybe. Okay, so close. Thir- well, let's say about 25, 30 minutes. Okay, not too far. Yeah, not yeah. too far. Um, anyway, long story short, after Dave had said that, I switched my major from engineering to theater arts. Then I went to Wayne State for Theater Arts because in that same Inside the Actor Studio thing, Mm -hmm. Dave said that somebody told him, if you want to be a good comedian, you got to go to school for acting. And I was like, okay. All this shit happened in one day, by the way, from one fucking stupid little interview. But but (laughs) you had been a comedy nerd for the last year. and But didn't even realize that's what it was. Right. Right. So it all made sense. Mm -hmm. Called, switched with majors. Now I'm in school for theater arts. Didn't pay... The second semester or something happened with money, but I was still at the school. So, but school hadn't started. So, there's this comedian that comes to the school, telling jokes, right? Mike Green, actually. Now, I still got my date to do stand up in Jan- on January 23rd. This is like early January, right? This comedian's at my college just telling jokes. Mm-hmm. And got booked from the college to do stand up, right? Yeah. Looking back on it now, I know that was a fucking shithole gig for him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it was just I didn't. What yeah, the fuck yeah. do I You're know? Just like I'll go watch comedy. It was just spaced out in this big giant hall. His kids yeah. just in there finger fucking each other and just you know trying not to go to class. There was no class, but anyway. So uh, me and my buddy were laughing, and then uh, the comedian's like, "Hey, what you guys laughing at?" Which I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But anyway, my buddy's like, "He got a joke for you." I'm like, "What the fuck? No, I don't. Why would you say that?" I just oh. didn't understand what he meant. So by essentially it. heckling. Yeah, he was yeah. like, "He he got a joke he wanted to tell." I was like, "Where's this even coming from?" I never said that. <laughs> I didn't get what he was getting at. 
The guy's like, hey, you want to do it? You want to come up here? I was like, He's oh. probably in his head like, hey, if someone wants to eat out of my time, come it's ex- exactly come on up here. Yeah. I know Mike Green now. Yeah. By the way, this is like my first time. <laughs> anyway, so he's like, you want to joke? You come up here, tell a joke. I go up there, tell some joke about jerking off while taking a shit or, you know, something. Yeah, something. something. I don't remember registering laughs. I don't know that anybody did laugh. I kind of just blacked out. I don't remember anything. I went up there, I came down, and that was it. But I had done it. I had done it, right? Yeah. Still, nothing had registered. But that was my first time on stage. Yeah. Doing my stand-up. second time on stage was the gig that I had booked prior to that pop-up situation. The open mic at Joey's. Correct. Went up there. Still don't remember anything. Don't know how you did? No. Blacked out. And didn't film it or anything? Or no. It? To no. this day, don't remember what happened. Damn, I want to know. The third I'd like time. To, in my mind, I imagine you murdered. I don't think so. I feel you like I got killed. some. You got the bug. I feel like I got some jokes off, mm-hmm. but two times of doing it, I, I am a comedian now. Because I had already been writing jokes, but I didn't know they were jokes. But after the first and second time, it's like, oh, these are jokes. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cut to third time on stage, which is my second official time. Okay, I'm at yeah. Ridley's. Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Which is the A room, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Royal Oak. And uh, for all practical purposes, I fucking kill. Right? (laughs) Yeah. You walked out feeling good. Yeah. I I remember that. I was present. Mm -hmm. I remember the laughs. I remember looking at the people. I have it on film. It is the cringiest shit to watch. But But you could hear that you were doing good. I mean, I was getting laughs. You were getting laughs, right. So even though you cringe now because you're like, man, I suck. Now? No, now but, if I right. look at it. Yeah, yeah. But in the moment, you're like, I'm good at this. It wasn't even I'm good at this. It was like, oh, this is what it is. Yeah. I didn't realize. I, the only reason I knew I was killing was because I heard, they said when we, if, when we knock on the door, the next thing is we're coming out to get you. But I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't hear. I didn't, never saw the light. You know, it's my third oh, time. Oh, you were running the light. I ran the light. One mile lot, I don't think. I ran the light, but then I heard the knocking. So I was like, hey, y'all, I got to go. And the crowd was like, no, don't leave. That's when I knew. It was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. Job. Yeah. I, like, oh, I got to go. They're going to cut the mic off. Good night. That's my time. Yeah. And then after Boom. that, I just, I, I recorded quite it. a few set times. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, but I'm see, in. this is the thing, dog. There was no sense of me, like, going, I love it which is why I talked about how I got into comedy. It was no matter of like, oh, I love this. It was like, no, this is just what I do. And since but that day. But you can day, love what you do. Yeah, and I do love it now, but I'm just saying like, I don't know. Like when you're in school, even in your favorite class, do you love school? No, it's just what you do. Do you remember a time not going to school? Mm-hmm. It's just what you did. Mm-hmm. You, you had classes you enjoyed. You had friends you liked. Yeah, but the difference with school is with school, you have to do it. For the most part, that's kind of how I feel about comedy. Comedy, you chose, you chose to do it. I, well, you yeah. made the choice. No one made that. No one said, "Ron, you have to do this." But you, you're the only one that said, "Ron, I have to do this." That is true. That is true. That is true. But you could have sucked engineering. Yeah. It was an option that you chose. So some part of you were like, "Man, this would be awesome. This would be cool. This is a job." All me. that is true. Yeah. But I never registered it that way. Mm. At least not early on. It was more so just like, this is, this is my life, Mm -hmm. and it was like something's got to substitute for the structure that was supposed to be college. Mm -hmm. 
I, there was no, in no oh, world. So you dropped out of college. I kind of just stopped going. Yeah. To say drop out is that's it, dropping out. To say I dropped out would would you know imply that it was a conscious decision. <laughs> it was more so just like one day it's like you can't come back. I was like why? It was like you didn't pay. I was like oh, all right, I'll come up with the money. Never did. But yeah. anyway, yeah, dropped out. Yeah. But um, the idea of just not going to school and not doing nothing. Well, that's not an option. I'm the I'm the oldest, right? So it's not like there was an example or a precedent set that I could just stay at home and not go to school. Right. They didn't. I had to do something, and I was doing comedy with the same intensity of school. Right. Not even so like oh, I've got to do it. Yeah, but it, I, I think it was subconscious or just like just my training. You felt guilty for not being in school. Wasn't guilt. Yeah. It was like. Something's something's got to go here, mm-hmm. and I, I'm saying I can't take credit for it. Like, if every day you get up and you go to work or you go to school, and then after school you get up and you go to college. After school, every day you get up and you go to work. If you're just trained that way, mm-hmm. every day you got to get up and do something. So that became comedy. Every day I was getting up and I would go to the library. I would rent all the comedy books. I would look up all the shows. I would hit up all the comedians. I would find all the open mics. I was doing it like it was school, but it's yeah. not like, yeah, I'm putting my all into this. It was just like, no, well, this is what you do when you, you know do what nothing, else is right? fun when, when you're because when you're 18 at this point, 19. You're young. 18. 18 years old. 17 and so 09. You're, you're a kid. 18. You're a kid. I feel like when you're a kid, you also are kind of fearless in a way because you don't oh, and yeah. you don't know. So you're like, oh, sure, yeah. I'll just call everything that has comedy on. Exactly. Whereas now, I'm like, I wouldn't do that. That's embarrassing. I'm not going to call. Too much. Yeah, yeah, I know too much. I'm like, I'm not going to call that comedian and introduce myself. Why would I do that? Yeah, yeah. But oh when you're God. young, you're like, sure, I'll do that. That ignorance is is. But it's nice. Is it actually wildly gets you powerful. Far. Yeah, it's yeah. wildly powerful. Totally. I, mean, I, I did so many. Th- I mean. Nobody, I didn't know that you couldn't just make a business card and just slap a picture of you on it. I didn't know you couldn't do that. I didn't know you couldn't just record a set and put it on a DVD and sell it. I didn't know you couldn't do that. I didn't know you couldn't just go to a place and say, hey, can I feature? I didn't know all of those things were looked at as anything. Dude, I, I, opening for some of the people I open for, I'll see someone will email them saying, hey, I see you're coming through my city. Can I open for you? And I'm like, why would they do that? I would never do that. And then they're like, yeah, we should have them host. And I'm like, yeah. it's working? Yeah, man. <laughs> that shit works? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. And then, I mean, even the, and it's so good, like, it was so good coming up in Detroit, which is funny. Uh, Dave Chappelle was just on Big Sean's album, Detroit 2. Doing stand-up? No, he was kind of like telling a story about why Detroit is one of his favorite cities. Okay. Long story short, Dave Chappelle got booed in Detroit. Oh, and that's in the story that he tells on the album. Right. And he also does a joke about bombing in Detroit on one of his later specials. Mm -hmm. I was there. Not at the one he had bombed, but the show the next night. So I was at the first show where he talked about bombing in Detroit. He bombed in Detroit while he was really famous? Yeah. He calls this, it bombing, but uh, is I don't. this the one where like people were yelling out at him, and he kind of just was fed up with it and just stormed off the stage? And no, wasn't there he a show didn't like storm that? off the stage. This oh. wasn't that one. Okay, this was one where he chalked it up to he had smoked some crazy weed with Danny Brown, Detroit rapper, <laughs> and uh, and you know he just had 
between was that not and there. a bad what? night, and he said he was due for a bad night. You know, you do enough yeah. shows. He's like, oh, I'm due. He said it was due with it's just a combo yeah. in Detroit. But one of the things Dave Chappelle said about Detroit was it's just um, like it, it, they're very interesting crowds. Now that's all I'm gonna say about what Dave thinks. Cause I don't know everything he thinks, but I can say as a Detroiter, it's like. Um, we did Detroit together. No, we did Grand Rapids. Yeah, we did. That, yeah. That's but that's a different crowd. Completely different. Yeah, yeah. Detroit, in particular black people in Detroit, they it's almost like we don't want you. We, we don't care. Even your loved ones, we don't really give a fuck. So like just, the attitude, they're harsh. It's weird because it's easy to call it harsh. I'd like to call it something more They are not detailed. forgiving. They are not supportive. They are more like, hey, if you're going to do this, you better fucking do it. That type of thing? That's closer because it's yeah. like, it's almost like, this motherfucker's funny. You, I guess you're funny, huh? Uh-huh. And then once you show them you're you funny, it's like, oh, shit. But the fact that it start with, I guess this motherfucker think he's funny, as opposed to, okay, now, you're funny, let's see. Now, I don't want to sound like a racist white guy, but mm-hmm. is that a Detroit thing or is that a black thing? Well, it's very interesting. Because there's I, a sense to of me, that. To me, that's a, a black crowd. There's a sense of that in a great deal of black people. But in Detroit, it's particular because, and now I'm talking about things a little bit above me, but because it's like, we're not a market where people come fuck with, but we're famous still, if that makes any sense. So it's like, let's say somebody going on a world tour, right? Mm -hmm. Beyonce, well, they have. Everybody's going to come through eventually. Beyonce, Jay-Z, they're not coming to Detroit. Detroit is not at the top of the bucket list. But it's not, so it's not, it's not obscure enough for us to have the, uh, attitude of an obscure city but for whatever reason it's not good enough I don't know for people to come fuck with or or give a shit about right so we have this attitude almost of like I don't know it's like f- fuck entertainment almost like fuck y'all you don't really give a fuck but then once you do the thing and like, oh great so yeah all black people might be like show me motherfucker but Detroit is almost like a little bit I don't even so. give a f- why are you here <laughs> We're, at, we're trying to fucking dance and eat chicken wings, and you want to tell jokes? They'll come to your show and be like, all right, bitch. It's like, well, you bought the tickets. <laughs> other pe- other places are almost— So it's a tough crowd then. Yeah, it's like Detroit's other— Detroit's a tough crowd. Oh, shit. It's you like other it, places it's are almost used to different forms of entertainment, and Detroit just is not. I mean, think about other—there's only so many black cities that are, you know— that you can speak on. And they all have like some foothold in entertainment. Detroit is the weirdest one, if I'm not mistaken. So Chicago, come on now, this is fucking Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC is fucking DC. Atlanta, that's Atlanta. Uh, fucking Baltimore, I guess. Fucking Baltimore. What's another black city um, that's like a big enough one you could name? Is, uh, is Charlotte black? I, know. I think so. But yeah. Charlotte is kind of like, it's almost like you're talking about some down south shit now. Yeah. So yeah. it's like Charlotte is at the top of the obscure cities. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, don't forget about Charlotte. But Detroit is at the bottom 
of the top, the top cities. cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, because you gotta remember, we get we had Motown, the songs, mm-hmm. and then the fucking all the cars in the world, mm-hmm. and then it was one of the first places people came when escaping slavery and shit are trying to move up north. So we're the bottom of the top cities. People fuck over Detroit. Yeah, everywhere else it's like lower tier cities, lower tier cities that have lower tier city energy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I brought brought all that up to say mm-hmm. it was very good to come from that. To come from the bottom tier top city because nobody gave a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. And some of the best shit, some of the best entertainers are in Detroit. But Detroit has such a firm hold on people that there's, it's like it's hard or impossible mm-hmm. for people to get out. Mm-hmm. Chicago has a pipeline to Hollywood. Atlanta has a very large pipeline to Hollywood or, or making it or whatever it is. Yeah. New York is Hollywood. L.A., Compton is Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Detroit's a top-tier city with no Nothing. pipeline. Yeah. So if you're in Charlotte, obviously the idea is get the fuck out of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And you're in Chicago, you got a pipeline to go wherever you need to go. You're in Detroit, there's no pipeline, and for some reason you don't feel motivated to leave. It's like I am in a top city. Well, then what motivated you to leave? Me? That's the thing. Motherfuckers got to go. Yeah. You know, you I'm trying. Like, I got to go. I'm trying to be that guy. You know, I'm trying to be that guy. Eminem. Eminem's one of the best rappers in the world, right? From Detroit. I mean, that's a whole other situation. But, you know, <laughs> well, well, that is, he hung out in Detroit, but. He's not from Detroit? Isn't that public knowledge? I guess not. Oh, I mean, I'm not like the biggest oh. hip hop fan, but I watched 8 Mile. And, yeah, but even small. in 8 Mile, he didn't live in Detroit, right? But, I mean, doesn't a suburb of Detroit count as Detroit? But now you see what we're talking about? So let's say I say yes, fine. It's like I'm from Del Mar in San Diego, which is San Diego in the city of San Diego. My address is San Diego. Mm -hmm. But if I said that to someone from, like, downtown San Diego, they'd be like, you're not from San Diego. But it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, sure. I can't tell people I'm from Del Mar because people are going to be like, where the fuck is Del Mar? It's one of them situations with Eminem, I believe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, like, you could live in Southfield, right? And across 8 Mile is Detroit. So literally, you go across the street, you're in Southfield. You go across this way, you're in Detroit. Eminem could have lived somewhere that had a boundary like that, for all I know, and all of his business and school and grocery sources in Detroit. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But point is, you know, I don't think he's from Detroit. (laughs) But whatever, you know, rep it, I guess. I'm from Detroit. Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. It's on my license. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the tickets I've gotten, the fucking courts I've had to go to, the public schools I've gone to, you know, the motherfuckers that robbed me, all that shit. Detroit. So does that mean you're from bad part of Detroit too then? No, no, no. no. I mean, People are robbing you. If you call all of Detroit bad, then yeah, I'm from the bad isn't part. There ba- isn't there safe parts of Detroit and shady parts of Detroit? Sure. I was from the, uh, I grew up in the, uh, Safer parts. Safer parts, okay. Yeah. But still got robbed and shit. Well, I went all over Detroit. That's just yeah. where I laid my head. I yeah. went everywhere, you mm-hmm. know? It's like I got robbed by I got robbed by kids. I got into a wormhole uh, a few weeks ago on Detroit on their housing because mm-hmm. you could buy houses there for like $10, but you have to agree to fix it up. So it ends up not being a good deal. But yeah. But they have a lot of abandoned neighborhoods, essentially, where mm-hmm. the houses are just crazy. Has mm-hmm. that been a thing? How long has that been a thing? Did you grow up with that? That's a little hard to say. 
because I didn't pay attention to that. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know how long that's been a thing. I do but know. But you know what I'm talking about now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of abandoned houses. A lot of people. Like neighborhoods. Yeah. There's full-on abandoned neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. Where you a just lot go people, through and there's just either squatters or nothing. Yeah. A lot of people left Detroit as one thing. These are just some of the things I know. I don't know the reason. I'm not mm-hmm. old enough to know. I haven't looked into it. A lot of people left Detroit. There was a lot of people that were pushed out of Detroit. There was a lot of plans to renovate. And once you plan to renovate, what's the first thing you do? You get black people out. But then those plans got botched for whatever reason. Jesus Christ almighty. Oh, I got to blow into my breathalyzer. We'll talk about that. Right. <laughs> anyway. You do it right now? Yeah, I mean, not this second, but I got to do it. But um, there's a lot of do plans you, to... Do you have to do that whenever you get into your car or no? Yeah, I got one in my car too. Wow. That's with two different DUIs. I'm professional. Do you have any in California? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got them all over the, all over the country. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh long story God. short, these motherfuckers, they had plans. People left. And a big thing that I'm aware of is the riots. There were riots that came through Detroit and nothing helped. No, I mean, it was just riots and then over. Mm-hmm. That fucked up a lot of shit. So now you got entire areas that are still on, like, have been burnt up in, like, 92 riots and 68 riots and shit like that and never got fixed, ever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's going to happen then? Foreclosures and stealing and then the, 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 the car collapse, a lot of shit happened to Detroit. I, I think Detroit's a very unique place and somebody should look into it, like how it got fucked over in the way. But now it's it. getting cool again, from my understanding. I mean... I guess white people have come to downtown. They open up Starbucks and Jumbo. Yeah, Jets. it's getting gentrified. It's getting uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Hipster. Yeah, but it's downtown. Safe. I would be. I mean, downtown was all. All downtowns are downtowns. You know, it's not hard to to clean up a downtown. Right. It's fucking downtown. You know, mm-hmm. that's where most police stations are. It's nothing but roads. What are you going to do? Hide behind a building? Very easy to clean up a downtown. I'd be surprised if just one fucked up neighborhood, one was turned around, be it through gentrification or whatever the fuck it is, that would surprise me. Then I'd be like, oh, these motherfuckers got ideas. I think there's some neighborhoods that are turning around in Detroit. Uh, you would know better than me, probably, but not to my from knowledge. My understanding. But I also haven't lived there in five yeah. years. I've gone back every year, but not to my knowledge. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, a fucked up neighborhood. Not a neighborhood with a few abandoned houses. If you houses. got, like, fuck you rich, mm-hmm. if you got stupid successful in comedy, mm-hmm. Would you go buy a dope house in Detroit? Well, it's just like a, you know, backup house. I oftentimes, that's why I say Detroit's unique, and I think somebody should look into it. There's got to be reasons that it hasn't been done already. I'm 28 years old. There's no way that I'm the first person to think about conquering Detroit and how available. Not conquering. I'm just saying, would you have a house there just to go back to? In Detroit, Detroit's a small ass city. I don't have no reason to be in Detroit, particularly unless I'm like. Again, that's a city. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, here, it took me, what, 30 minutes to get here? 30 minutes, and, and that was five miles away. 30 minutes in Detroit, you're in, you've passed through two different cities because mm-hmm. so, it's not that much traffic. So if I lived in Northville or Canton as opposed to Detroit proper, it, it wouldn't make it. It's just a 30-minute drive. I yeah. have no reason to have to live in the city limits mm-hmm. of Detroit. Right, right, right. To do that. Yeah. But would you get a house in Michigan to go back to? Maybe, yeah. I think Michigan as a state is very unique as well. It's the only peninsula with f- fresh water around it, 
Absolutely. You ever see the movie Red Dawn? Michigan was like one of the last states to fold because of the fucking peninsula. With Armageddon right. go down, Michigan's where you want to be. Hmm. Good yeah. to know. So, yeah, it'd be a good place to have a, a fuck you house. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. To run away to, I mean, especially during a time like this. What other place can you have a fucking, you know, beachfront property, you know, and looking at another country, Canada, for like 1600 a month? Only place you can do that is in Detroit, man. You know, can't do that shit in Chicago. Because it's cold as fuck. Okay, oh, yeah, so this is your breathalyzer. Yeah. So, so is that thing hooked up to the internet? How does it? Someone knows when you do this. Yeah. 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 It's a real pain in the ass. This um, thing has three G hooked up to this breathalyzer. Three G or or four G or something. Four G or Wi Fi or just maybe it's all a scam and a sham and it's just to like. I believe it. You know. Let's see here. Let's see if I passed. Face not detected. So that's a funny thing. Like, it don't matter how many lights it is. It's like sometimes it needs to be dark. You never know how this thing works. So this is the one from Detroit. That's the Detroit. DUI. DUI. Which. And it works, I guess, anywhere where there's internet. This shit makes me lightheaded. I've been doing so many drugs. So since I can't drink, I've done all the other drugs in the world. And now I'm lightheaded from doing those, from blowing into this thing. Let's see here. All right. Trying to get it to prepare. Now my balls are tickling. I got it. Busy man with your cell phone and breathalyzers. All right, let's see. Think to work? Good. I think we're good. Passed. Passed. You there did. it is. <laughs> How many DUIs do you have? About 17. No way. No, no. You know, realistically, I have a mix-up with some, with some licensing situations, but for all practical purposes, we could say two. We could say two. Wait, what's the mix-up? It's, it's a long story. More than I care to get into right now because it's fucking it's Okay, so difficult. two. So one in California, one in Detroit. Yeah, we could say that. Okay, and do they know about each other? Yeah. So when you got that's the your second one. That's why it's, that's why it's kind of like two. I'm surprised that they let you keep your car. Wow. What else? What would they do with it? Say you're not allowed to drive that? For what? Tip, oh, most of the time when you get a DUI, they take away your driver's license. They did. Oh, so, oh, so you're just driving illegally. No, they did it again. you think I come on here and fucking indict myself on this fucking podcast? Well, I can edit this out. No, <laughs> no, you, there's different processes that they go through. All this shit happened so long ago. Mm -hmm. It's just through quarantine, I've had the time to take care of it. That's what happened. Gotcha. So I just after I couldn't drive, I just didn't drive. I just Ubered everywhere, and then it was a situation where I had to get my license back, and um, so then I had to put a breathalyzer in my car. And that's, that allows you to drive. Right. And then I had to get a uh, breathalyzer Detroit, and that allows me to uh, get off probation or something like that. So mm -hmm. I had like, uh, so I had a warrant in Detroit and like a warrant here and in L.A. But like the thing is, if you're not driving and the police don't pull you, how would you ever know you have a warrant? So in order to clean all that stuff up, all these things is what happened. I, or I could just drive around. Did you have to hire a lawyer? How did you go I about did. cleaning I didn't it have up? To. Got it. It made it easier. No, it didn't. It was just a waste of money. $4,000 fucking dollars. I hired a lawyer to not go to jail and still went to jail and still have to do probation. So 
So you jail. hire a lawyer just to tell you. I hire a lawyer for nothing. To be your secretary, essentially, to call you and be like, hey, you've got to go to jail. She didn't do that. Like, they just took me. <laughs> jail is terrible, man. But, like, to go from court to jail, it's not like, if you're a celebrity, you go from court, they sentence you, you got some time to turn yourself in. When you're a regular motherfucker, you go to court hoping you're going to get off, or maybe you get jail time, who knows. But they take you that day. Yeah, they like say, they, hey, you're going then, to jail, and you're like, shit. And then you're like, you like, might have oh. drove there. Do they handcuff you right away? Yeah, immediately. Um, immediately. Unless, you know, you got a fucking, doc, uh, what's his name, Johnny Cochran or something. Now, is this, this was not long ago, right? You went to jail six months ago? When was this, a year ago? December. Yeah, December so about a little less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. Was this your first time going to jail? Yeah, I'm not a fucking criminal. So when you... Found out you were going to jail at the end of the court. Like, did you go into court that day thinking you might go to jail? Oh, yeah. yeah you did. Yeah, so you, yeah, you yeah. saw it coming. I did all my research about what was going on. I had the worst judge in Michigan, apparently. The strictest. Yeah, the worst. <laughs> the worst. You know, Jalen Rose, the basketball player? Mm. He's a basketball player. Mm. And, uh, like, knows the mayor, everything, blah, 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 whatever, right? She gave him 20 days his first DUI. He's a fucking famous basketball player. He didn't hit anybody, didn't kill anybody. She's, yeah. just, she's just hardcore like that. Yeah. There's articles about this judge, about how all the other judges want to get this judge removed from being able to try DUIs because she's so unjustly harsh on DUIs. Okay, so you're like, there's a, I'm going to jail. You Going in court that day. It was day. just a matter of what is it going to be, two days, three days, a week. My lawyer's like, it might be a week. It was it, it, The max what I could have gotten was... The max I could have got was 90 days. I did 30 days. Around 30 oh, you're only in for 30 days? Yeah. That's almost like It's a, a DUI. I didn't kill anybody. That's I almost literally like would a, sleep uh, in a car. 30 days in jail is almost like a fun experiment. It's almost an experience. Practically, that's what it was. Yeah. I wasn't in, like, jail. It was like, imagine a big library, right, with no bookshelves <laughs> and cots. That's what it looked like. It looked like a library. It was, you know, I just, I, I, there were... I, I saw my cousin in there. One of the fucking security guards was a comedian. Do you like your cousin? Yeah, yeah. It's my cousin. I love him. <laughs> so do you guys hang out a lot? Yeah, I mean, we were in jail. Just, we hang, hung out nonstop. So it's basically just you and your cousin kicking it for a month. Yeah, but there was other people there. There were people who had seen me on TV. One of the deputies was a comedian I had started with. So we That's were writing such jokes. such a trip. You know, it was like, it was nothing. What, what, what it was for me was just... Taking from the experience and just seeing how fucked up and corrupt and terrible and gross the whole system was, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody was in there was black, damn near, even though there were no black people in that fucking area. Everybody was in there for, like, the stupidest shit in the world, unpaid parking tickets, domestic disputes. Not domestic violence, disputes. You get into an argument with your girl, she called the police, you're in jail for 30 days. Domestic dispute. I didn't even know you can go to jail for that. Me neither. But there it is. All different type of shit, right? But, um, yeah, yeah, I was in uh, jail for 30 days. You know, it was it was nothing. It wasn't a scary thing, you know? It was just like, boy, this thing. Was there any moments where you were scared? Like walking in and seeing all these criminals or people who are in jail, not necessarily criminals, whatever. Other people who are in jail, were you like, what are these people going to be like? Or is someone going to beat me up in here? Like, was there any... Let me be completely honest with you, man. Uh, Just the unknown would be scary to me. I, that may yeah. be why I was not fearful. I know a lot of people that have been to jail. I know a lot of people that have been to prison, right? And they all say 
is nothing like that. That's one part. Mm-hmm. It's not prison and, and, and whatever. And prison is not like what we think it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jail. Jail. I know a bunch of comedians have been to jail for unpaid parking tickets and all type of stuff. And it's so fucked up because if I tell somebody I go to jail, like, oh, you've been to jail? If, and if I tell you it's parking tickets, like, what the fuck? But jail sounds real. Parking tickets don't sound like shit. But right. they'll throw you in fucking jail for that shit. Yeah. Anyway. If you owe them enough money. Right. You got to pay it somehow. Yeah, I guess. Child support. Oh, there's so many child support people in there. It's ridiculous. Anywho, um... So, yeah, no, I wasn't scared because of that, and I think it was because of the unknown I, I was aware of. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, this might sound like whatever. People might, oh, fuck him. But it's like this, man. I think, like, even if I didn't know, right, mm-hmm. what, what purpose would fear serve me in there, right? Right, it's not going to help you. Being right. scared is not going to so, help you. And I anymore. think about it like this. I'm not a super small guy. I'm not a super big guy, you know? You're a pretty small guy. I mean, I guess five eleven. You know, skinny though. I mean, I weigh like a hundred and eighty pounds. You know, I'm twenty pounds away from two hundred, and I'm an inch away from six feet. I don't think that's small. Not and, small. And, you're right. You're you right, know what I'm right. saying? But it's yeah. definitely not big. I'm mm-hmm. I'm extremely you're normal. You're an average guy. I'm yeah. extremely average. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, as an average guy. Mm-hmm. You go, what, everybody's going to beat me up? How about I be the reason that somebody else is scared? There's a little bit of that, too. It's mm-hmm. like when I'm walking down the street, it's like, oh, what's going to happen? No, how about I want to walk down the street and people wonder, what the fuck am I going to do to them? <laughs> Why, what purpose does it serve me to be scared in here? Mm-hmm. But that's, I didn't even have to think about that. I mean, I'm aware of that, but it's like, it's just, yeah. I was in super minimal security. If you yeah, get too loud, true. they take you from that jail and put you in the real jail. We were in jail eating fucking whole cakes and watching Scary Movie 3. Nobody wants to leave here. What are you going to do? Fight somebody for what? So you can get kicked out? Yeah. And go, go to, to real place. people jail? Yeah. Which that. was across the street? Anywho. Did you see that happen at all? Did you watch well, anyone? Well, twice, I think. What they do? They were, they were, and that's the other sad thing, man. It's like you could tell they, they didn't have it up here. Oh, okay. They were crazy. Yeah. So there was like just. Doing something crazy. Or somebody was, a group of people was picking on somebody who didn't have it up here. And they're like, what the fuck? Get off of me. And like, you go to jail. And then these people laughing because they got somebody sent to real jail. It's like, that's a cycle. That, that's how motherfuckers become. But anyway, I'm not even going to get into that. Jail politics. Exactly, right? But this was my issue. I paid thousands of dollars for a lawyer. Only for her to, uh, you know, so I cannot go to jail. That's why you get a lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. Only to go to jail anyway, right? And then I get out of jail, and then I have a year of probation. Now, you might not know this, but year, I mean year, probation, jail, is like, so you don't have probation. I didn't know that. I've been on probation before. Probation is so you don't go to jail. I got both. Who the fuck does Wait, that? I thought that is normal. I thought sometimes that you get out of jail and you still have to do probation to make sure you don't go back to jail. No, no, no. So, no. Probation just makes you go to jail. Well, I know. But, I mean, it's so that they could – they're saying, hey, we don't fully trust you yet. You're out of jail, but that's you when you. Yourself. So, let's say you get sentenced to go to jail. Mm-hmm. You get out early, you're on probation. Right. So, if you got five – if you got ten years you get and out you get five, out in five, you five and you got five years of probation, well, that's a good deal. Yeah. Right? I – did your time. I did the time. I could have did 90 days, apparently, which was the max. Mm-hmm. But, but you I did your 30 out. days. And I, right. I get out, and I got more probation 
than I would have had if I did 90 days in jail. So if I did 90 days in jail, they can't put me on probation because I did the full extent. So how, what were you on time. probation for? A year. I'm still. On pro- I just oh, yeah. blew into that. Just sucked that robot dick. I'm still on probation. Well, at least it's not the probation where you have to like go check in with your probation officer. Only reason I, that that would be better, but the only reason I can't do that is because I don't fucking live in Detroit. I live right. in L. A. So I had to have this thing, but it's wildly inconvenient. How often do you have to blow into that? Twice thing? a day between the hours of seven a.m. and nine a.m. and seven p.m. and nine p.m. Wow. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So you have to wake up every day between seven and nine. Or stay like, up. what if you what if you slept in till ten a.m.? Well, what that's happened? a violation of probation, right? And there's a whole thing. But what I've been doing, because that's happened before, is I'll go to this uh, like alcohol place and get a ETG, I believe it's called, and that lets them know you didn't, you weren't drunk. Yeah, so that's really just a urine sample, but that goes back three days. Right. So let's say I just blew. Right. I could drink a beer right now, technically, mm-hmm. and be fine. If you stopped time. at one, I could drink two. When I was in jail, people were telling me about some crazy stuff, but that didn't matter. I could drink a couple and then be so. You could also just pass it to your friend to blow into it for you. No, that has a camera on it. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I could drink a few and then be sober by the next whatever. But let's say tomorrow I forget, and then I got to go do the urine sample. Well, they gonna. See that I drank two days ago. Oh, nah, right. I just snitched on myself. You know, I got away with it with this thing. Yeah, so I yeah. just don't drink either way. Right. Not drinking is not worth it. Yeah. it was, you know, I, I, drinking's never been a big thing of mine anyway. I just uh, did it a lot. I think it. Well, I, I, I tell you, and that's the thing. You know, it's like a bunch of people can say whatever they want, but you know, obviously I know me. But at the end of the day, it's like I do a lot of fucking man. I fuck mm-hmm. a lot of people. <laughs> I have in life. Fuck is not a big deal to me. Is it? Uh, you, know, you could stop? I, could, I don't need it. Someone's like, hey, you don't get a fuck anymore? I, I have fucked a lot less than I have in my life. In other words, for 18 years straight, I didn't fuck anybody. No problem. It was very easy. For what? Up until I was 21. So that's for 21 years you straight, your, I you didn't lost drink. Your oh. You know, so I could easily not do it. It's been no problem. Like, drink has not been a big deal. I never drank as much until I got. A job at the store. Even when I was moved here, I didn't drink that much. Mm-hmm. When you work at a place and all everybody does is drink and give you shots and stuff like that, well, what am I going to do? Say no? I had no reason to say no. Right. Right? I've never punched anybody. I've never hit anybody driving. I've never crashed or anything. Mm-hmm. All the DUI situations or okay. encounters I've had was then just why, being asleep. Then why did you say like oh since i can't drink i've been doing all the drugs well that's another thing that's really a funny joke but i'll mm-hmm. tell you what that is i've had the opportunity and the mental clarity to think about doing different drugs right well drinking if everybody's doing drugs i've been to parties everybody's doing mountains of cocaine mm-hmm. Co- to me as a just a regular person coming from regular life i'm not doing fucking cocaine are you crazy that's what the that's what drug people do mm-hmm. I'll drink this legal beer though <laughs> after a while of not drinking anything you're just looking at it you know one day goes by at the okay. cocaine party no 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 no. it's not that fast one day at the cocaine party you're like hmm the next day you go home and you research it you're like oh okay you go. next day goes by you, after a while you just you're at the shroom party you're at the DMT party you start looking into these things and you find out alcohol's the worst drug there is Arguably, in a lot of ways. And then you find out some of the different uh, 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 mental openings and fucking just different things that come with all these other things that we call drugs. And you're like, well, 
I guess. And then quarantine hit, and it's like, what the fuck am I going to do? Miss out on work? Sure, pass me that insert drug here. I'll try that. The first time I did cocaine is because I found out my dad had tried it. Oh, I was never going to try it, and I was like, well, if my dad tried it, I could it try it. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, didn't, I probably wouldn't have drank, but my dad drank, you mm-hmm. know, or my friends drank. I didn't drink until I was 21. I could have drank a lot earlier, but I had no interest in it, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it was just something to do. And, like, if everybody else was and it, it really just made me tolerate being places I didn't really want to be. You know, if you sign up, I'm signing up on fucking open mics. My first come to L.A., nobody oh, fucking yeah, knows it's me. horrible. I'm fucking number 13th, you know, not even 13th, sometimes 20th. But you got to get there early to sign up. So I mm-hmm. got here at 8. I'm now not going up until 12. To oh, my God. It's horrible. And I live in my fucking van. I could sit here and just watch this god-awful comedy. Or I could drink two brews and, you know, you know what? These fucking assholes are a little humorous. Makes the time go by faster. I don't mind being here. It's the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know. But anywho. Yeah, like a, a MDMA. I've been doing that. How often? I've, I've Too tried often. It, I tried it once. Well, that's all you do. But I wasn't able to. Uh, I don't think I did enough. Hmm. Oh, wait. No, I'm thinking of DMT. MDMA I've never tried oh. still. DMT, DMT that's, uh, that's that chemical, or that's the thing that releases the chemicals in your brain of when you die or whatever. Yeah, you go into MDMA another world. Is, yeah, MDMA is like pure love or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, like that's that. like Molly and, Molly and ecstasy. ecstasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the drug Great you stuff. do that with a girl you don't know, and then you tell each other you love them. You can. Yeah. You can, or you can research it and kind of do some... some Internal stuff? Yeah, it's some deep stuff, man. It's Thank like... Um, I'm pretty... Horny individual. It's not about horny. Doesn't it make you horny? No. 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 Okay. No. People say that. Just like, does alcohol make you fight? No. no. Alcohol will allow you to do what it is you might revert to do or <laughs> want to do anyway. What it? I'll say for me at least, what it did was uh, MDMA. What it did was it. Uh, well, I'll tell you what it does chemically. Long story short, it releases all the serotonin in your body. Right? Makes or you really happy. It, every way that you could feel pleasure, let's call it pleasure. Every way that you could feel pleasure, you do feel pleasure. So when you eat chocolate, pleasure. Hear a funny joke, pleasure. Uh, jack off, pleasure. Drink something on a cold day or on a hot day, whatever, pleasure. Every way that you can feel pleasure, you Maximized, feel it all. Yeah. Right? So it did this for me, and then I shut the fuck up. Let's think about, like, we walk around on a day-to-day basis, and we think... That on a scale of one to five, five being the highest, that's the highest we can be as happy, right? And then Molly comes along and you realize, and wait, one to five, it's hard to get to five, but we try to do it all the time. We, we talk to our friends, you know, we go out, we try to make money, trying to get to a five, but it's hard to get to a five. But mm-hmm. we know that five is the top and that's what we're trying to get to. Then Molly comes along and it shows you that the scale is like way past five. It's one to ten, Right. And then you go, oh, my God, there's so much more happiness. And then you realize, okay, this is where you got to be mature about it. Okay, I may never get to 10 because I got to 10 through drugs. Mm -hmm. But now in my sober mind, I know that it's so much more to get past. There's way more happiness past five. So in other words, it just allowed me to understand that there is a, 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 a realm of happiness that I can access in my own self through doing different so things. So would you say it's made you happier as a person overall? I could say that, but I don't want to say that. I would rather say that it showed me 
what what great feelings exist out there. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to understand like there is what, and it was like this, man, because it doesn't make you drunk. It doesn't make you stupid. It's none of right. that stuff. It really is just like your brain just releasing happy feelings. Mm-hmm. I realized I didn't give a fuck about nothing, right? Nothing bad. I wasn't not aware of it. I wasn't like, fuck off with that shit. I'm not doing it. It was just, it didn't matter because in this moment. Yeah, you feel great. This so it, it made me realize like okay so the things didn't go away, I didn't forget about them mm-hmm. like when I drink, I'm I'm not like not worried about them when like I smoke weed some I don't smoke weed but I'm completely you don't smoke a- weed? no how come it drives me crazy I okay. don't like it I'm completely aware of all these things I have to do all this pressure that's on me and I'm completely okay with the fact that I have not done it I'm not doing it but I am alive right now. I am hanging with friends right now. I am listening to this dope ass music right now. All those those things. All the good things come up forward. It made me realize that all the pressure we put on ourselves can be removed mentally. Mm -hmm. Stress is not an active thing. You got homework. You think the stress will be gone when you finish the homework? No, the stress can be gone when you decide it. That's what Molly showed me. That's pretty cool. Makes or you wanna, can just get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? It makes me want to do Molly. I've hey, never done it. Fucking come over, I man. bought it one time and then never ended up doing it. I ended up giving it all away. Yeah. I just wanted to buy it for fun. I have this safe in my apartment that oh, I have yeah. a little bit of every drug in. Yeah, me from too. From the dark web. Oh, just, I got mine from people, not the dark <laughs> web. <laughs> so there was a period of my life where I was like, I want to have every drug. But then I never, then I didn't end up doing all the drugs. Yeah, I did acid. Boy. It's like super weed to me, but that's a whole other story. Shrooms. I did acid once. Yeah, I've done shrooms a few times. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm really not a drug guy, period. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a fucking... You're just bored. Not even bored. It was just like, I mean, there's got to be something to it. If white people said it's illegal, there's something to it. Yeah, you're just experimenting. Yeah. You're, fine. <laughs> you're finding yourself. Yeah, if white people said it's illegal, it's probably... But I pretty. probably should know about it. <laughs> you know, they, they don't say anything good is illegal. All the things that... Or anything bad. All the things that are illegal that white people say is like is some shit that we probably should. Find so we should out just about. go down the rule book and try and break every law. Well, I mean, at least investigate. You know, it's illegal. You know, it's illegal. That sounds to like catch a fun uh, TV show. Yeah, you know, it's illegal. Ron Taylor breaks the law. No, and then just you going down the you going down the all the laws and you're like <laughs> let's check them off one by let's one. Fucking pass. Except you on could that. say well, not do violent crimes. Everything else. I mean. Not, I'm gonna break every non-violent crime. That'd be a cool show. Suicide is illegal. Why? That's a, I'd call that a violent crime. Yeah, but why is it illegal? I don't know. Because I mean, your property. Because people of have to clean state. up your your no, mess. No, I don't know. Because no, your property is the state. You don't own you. And so the, your what is the social security card is? You're co- uh, you're a commodity. But no America. one's ever got sent to jail for trying to kill oh, themselves. How could you? Oh. People do. Are you crazy? Yeah. So, fuck yeah. I'm in jail. What do you do? I try to kill myself. If you fail, you go to jail. Sure, they call it. I thought you go to like a nut house for a little while. Can you leave? Then it's jail. But you leave. Well, they're just they're just looking out for you. You leave once that they know you're not going to try and kill yourself again, or once they think that. Look, they can put you in jail. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. They can put you in jail. I don't know if they've done it or not. Who the fuck knows? There's a lot of stuff that's illegal. There shouldn't be. We all know. Alcohol's terrible. Alcohol's the leading cause of car accidents, right? Mm-hmm. And I was doing this joke before I got this breathalyzer in my car. I got a, like a bit about it, right? But it's the leading cause. Not 
front end collisions or whatever the fuck or not having a bumper or not having a seat belt <laughs> or not having your lights on. You know, all these things we have. But we don't have breathalyzers in all cars. We got seat belts. We got horns. We got brakes. All these things that, you know, apparently, this is what they say now, apparently are not the leading cause of fake it's alcohol. It's people are drunk. It's people driving. on alcohol. Yet they sell alcohol at places with parking lots. There's a parking lot at the liquor store. There's cup holders in cars. We have breathalyzers that you have to blow it, that you could blow into before you could start your car. Now, mine's reports back to uh, whatever the fuck, but maybe it could just be the cars, and like the car just simply won't start, and you would have to call somebody to have an override code. We've got the technology. Yeah. But they don't put it in. Why? Because they don't give a fuck. They want. They want the money. Oh, they want the DUI money. Forget of course. Do you know how oh, much money DUIs are? Like 10 grand? Yo, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't break anything. I impeded no traffic. I've spent upwards of $10,000. Yeah, 10K. For something that everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing all day. We worked at this. We work at the same place. Oh, yeah. We sell alcohol. Mm-hmm. They're driving home. Yeah. 0.08 is the limit. Right now, you can drive completely. You you will you can feel completely sober at a point oh eight. If you're a point oh nine, you legally get a DUI. Mm-hmm. They can pull over anybody they want. It's a fucking cash grab. That's why drinking and driving. Well, you know is what? It all doesn't matter anyway. In five years, cars are going to be autonomous. You're going to get in your car. You're going to say, "Take me home." So you're right. I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's all five years won't matter. I've thought about that because I, uh, apparently, the, you know, in jail they talk about all the stories. Man, you know, some motherfucker with a Tesla, and he he didn't even get a DUI because he got in the passenger yeah, seat yeah. and just made a drive home for him. After that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a fucking Tesla. Because even if I never do that, I just want that fuck you story. Just so I can. If I never drink again, I'll get drunk and just do that. And a Tesla. Call the police. There's a fucking Tesla driving by itself. For sure. (laughs) For sure do that. If I had a Tesla, I would get drunk just because I had a Tesla. Yeah. Like, well, I can get drunk. Yeah, and just tell them to suck my fucking mm-hmm. dick, man. Yes, officer, I am drunk. Drunk as a motherfucker. And the car is driving me home. You know, what are you going to do? But I'm black, so they're like, well, we're going to fucking kick yeah, your we'll ass. we'll find something else. <laughs> no, they just said, we're going to kick your fucking ass. I'm like, you can't do that. Get the can. We're the police. Fuck you. No, but yeah, that's enough. changing, hopefully. You don't think? I have a feeling if I was a white cop right now, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to do everything I can to not beat up any black people well, right now. You, 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 had to, you had to think of it like this, man. Um, I think we had to recognize that the system isn't broken. It's working just how it, it's supposed to. So if the system's working like it's supposed to, there would have to be a reason the system would stop. The system's not going to stop because of some hiccups called fucking cameras and marshes and shit. This is a very old system, a very well-oiled system. It's working perfectly. And that system is fuck black people over. Not for no reason, but for finances. And who do you get to do those people? Well, people who say fuck black people just because, right? So now you got people who say fuck black people in positions where fucking black people makes money. So that's where the whole thought of, no, it's a system. No, it's racism. No, it's a system. No, it's the same. It's racist people in a system system. designed to fuck black people and make uh, money from it. Kind of like 
priests molesting children. It's not exactly. the church isn't saying we want our priests to molest children, but it's a thing, and pe- child molesters are like, I should go join that thing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, very close. I'll say, yeah, yeah very <laughs> close to that. So you know, when you say, uh, is it changing? I mean, something's happening. Something's happening, definitely. Mm-hmm. Change. I don't. I don't know. I would hope so. Maybe. Who knows? But I guess the only time will tell. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, when is the country going to be tied? I think about it like this. We got to remember what this country's built on, right? Oppression of a people. That group of people happened to be black people. It wasn't the Native American or what they call Indian or whatever it was. It wasn't the oppression of Indians. It was the genocide of Indians, but that happens. Genocide happens all the time. It was the systematic oppression of a people. Now you have this group of people who are embedded in your country, right, who you get to be better than. So now, hey, join my team and you'll be number one. Like, you can't be number one without a number two, right? This group of people, black people, were the reason that everybody else could feel better. That pri- You can't have no pride when you ain't do shit. You can have pride when you're better than this group. Mm-hmm. So that... Black people also served that purpose. So they were, you know, the building blocks, and they were the number two. They were the regular P for your VIP. You got a room full of VIP. Who's VIP? You got to have regular P, right? Yeah. That's what black can't people argue are. With you on that. That's why we ain't been sent nowhere. You can't send black people nowhere. Then who's the regular P? Who we gonna shit on? What do you need a gated community for if not to keep out black people? Your gated community don't mean shit if you're not trying to keep somebody out. What poor purpose? people. They, you can't do that. They, because poor people can become, poor white people can become rich white people with a thing. Black mm-hmm. people can never become white people. Unless you're talking about Michael Jackson, but that's all another story, <laughs> right? So that's that. So now we built this country on the oppression of black people. And then the fuel source for this country became black oppression, be it, be it food, be it any culture. What's white culture? What's, what's a white dish? There is uh, no white culture. White culture. Uh, macaroni and cheese. Uh, no. I mean, I can get into it, though. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I don't think that that's, I mean, first of all, you can't say anything is white, white to color, right? Yeah. So there's no American. I was just trying anything. to. Mayonnaise. I don't even think. America came up with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing. White is a is a color. It's like, uh, especially American white. There's burgers, you know, toast and butter. Maybe sure, but you see how we're reaching <laughs> here. You know, know what I'm saying? I don't like, know if anything I said is true. Sure, crackers. Like, I mean, I'll give you crackers. Crackers. Fine, <laughs> you know? I'll give you fucking saltines. But so, black people became the fuel source for. America and American culture. So it w- and it was always kind of like, f- fuck these people, right? Yeah, fuck these people. And that's why the rest of America gets to be happy. So this is why I say the, f- the system is not broken. We had to realize that. That's what America's built on. Fuck black people. That's what America sells. Fuck black people. Now, black people have been conditioned to a point where they can take it. We're kind of pretty used to it, you know? It's like if you just don't... It's the only thing they know. Yeah, but what's changed is the visibility of it. And 
plus the lies. So it's always, hey, don't do that. Lie to us, right? And then try to make sure we don't see that no more. But now we can't not see it in the lies. We keep finding out our lies. Yeah. That's a whole nother story. If we change, what's going to be the fuel source of America? The fuel source of America is black oppression. What's going to feed the big bad monster? You can't just make black know. people equal all of a sudden. That's, that's insane, right? Do you have any solution? I don't know. I mean, I can, you know, I, I, that's how I'm, I'm with homeless people in I'm Los Angeles. I'm like, there's so many homeless people. It's an issue. Yeah. And someone's like, well, what do you do to fix it? I, I don't know. I've had some thoughts. I've got some thoughts. But, you know, if, I'm not going to say is it my place to speak on it, but I'll just say this. Only allow black police. I mean, the, uh, here's the thing. There are some solutions. I'll put it like this. This is why this is a scary topic or a, mm-hmm. a, a, a Interesting topic. Make all police live in the neighborhood that they police. No, 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 no. Your neighbor, your neighborhood is that block over there. You have to live there. Put it like this: essentially, a bunch of different things could work, but the pushback is the issue. You got people who are conditioned, sure. who are used to running off. You the people, fuck people. America, America's used to running off of black oppression. That's what mm-hmm. we. That's our fuel source. And America's the greatest, right? The greatest country, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. You can't Does just anyone rep- say that? I mean, dumb Americans say that still, but I don't think anyone in the rest of the world says America's the greatest country. Hey, let's just go with it. We're American. Okay. America's the greatest country. Mm-hmm. Number one, yeah. Sure. Go Trump. You, oh boy. You can't <laughs> just replace that fuel source of black oppression with anything. So to replace it with something that works... But it's not as great as the fuel source that we had. That leaves us vulnerable, right, to not being the greatest or at least not being perceived as the greatest. That's a scary thing. Now, when you say, do I have any solutions? Well, this is the thing. If you look in history, there has been a a, a solution and a rectification of situations similar to this. But that solution, not so fun. What is it? You know what it is. I don't know what it you is. You do know what it is. Anytime I'm asking. some real shit I'm changed. I'm very stupid. I don't know anything. <laughs> anytime some real shit changed, a fucking complete 180, mm-hmm. what is it? A civil war? Death and destruction. A war. Bloodshed. How did we get America? We didn't ask nobody shit. How did, why are fucking Africans speaking French? It wasn't because French people came over and was nice. So that's the they solution They conquered war? motherfuckers. I'm just, no, no, no. I'm not saying that's the solution. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is history shows that that's the only thing that has worked. Hopefully, we ascend to a point where we can change that the to history. where we can make it, we can change the situation with something different. But if you start to study why that's been the only thing that's worked, it's kind of like that's life. Right? Mm-hmm. It's life. Things die and well, new gets, things the are sad, birth. The sad uh, truth of the world is there's certain thing, there's issues that you're never going to convince the other side to change. You know what I mean? Like we could sit here and say racism is bad, but if we had 
the average racist in here that's openly racist, there's nothing me and you are going to say that's con- going to convince them not to be racist anymore. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's like maybe there is, right? Maybe mm-hmm. there is. Let's say there is something we could say. Mm-hmm. But it took three days. We're two people. That's one person. And it took three days. Mm-hmm. And we're fucking geniuses. So we don't – We everybody's not going to be a genius. Everybody doesn't have three days. And everybody can't sit down and convince everybody. Yeah. So what's going to happen? I'm going to fucking kill you. I mean, that's just what happened, you know? There's every place that is a thing. Even, let's take a little bit of racism out of it, right? In Africa, there are different areas over here, different areas over here, different tribes over here, different languages over here. The reason that a lot of the, so Africa wasn't always called Africa. Have you ever been to Africa? No, but I was high on mushrooms at Joshua Tree and thought <laughs> I was in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> that really happened. Same thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. So Africa wasn't always called Africa. It's called Africa after this uh, this conqueror named, uh, I forget his first name, something Africanus, right? Before that, it was called uh, Kush. Before that, it was the entire continent was called Ethiopia, mm-hmm. right? And it's just a bunch of different things. And it was all about a motherfucker that had conquered. What comes with conquering? War. Be it war, straight up death, or whatever the fuck it is, right? So, and that's taking typical racism out of it. If you were the leader of the new world after the war against racism, Mm. what would you rename America to? Oh. Africa too? Hmm. Why, why am I the leader? Is it because I, I led the charge? Just in this hypothetical scenario. You I know, know you but that would dictate in, You seem to know a lot more about it than me, so I would say you would lead this charge over me. I don't, okay. know, I don't know anything so about it. So if I led the charge, and then because that would be that would dictate it. If I just happened to be elected, I would call mm-hmm. it something. But if I led the charge, and I conquered and eradicated this systematic racism, yeah. I would I'd name it after myself. That's how every other place got named. So you'd name much. America Ron? <laughs> I guess, you know. Like, it sounds stupid. Welcome to Ron. It sounds stupid Or would you name it Taylor? I don't know. Would Let's you pick see. Ron or Taylor? You know what? I wouldn't call it Taylor because that's not my name. That's my slave name, right? Oh, good call, good call. Yeah, and uh, Ron is an English name. So, yeah, you could you could argue that they're both your slave names, right? So I would have to find a new name. I would. This is what I would. do. What is your Black Pride name? This is what I would do, though, right? I would, if I had to name it after me, mm-hmm. I'd either figure out what I'm about and find uh, and find what tribe in Africa I'm closest to, and then find that language that they you'd, spoke. You'd find your lineage, right? Or I just name it like something funny. Fucking, <laughs> you know. Oh, my mother named me. My middle name is Jorel, right? Jorel. 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 Okay. It's normally pretty much just said Jorel, but Jor-El. it's Jorel. Jorel. Who had a son named Cal-El. Who's mm. that? Superman. Exactly. So I'm named after Superman's daddy, right? Jorel. Right. So and I don't Jarell, know. But Jarell's a bad guy, I think. Well, he died. If you depend on what comic you I don't you're remember reading. now. Maybe he's not. I can't remember if Jarell's good or bad. Jor-El's Superman's daddy. He died. Yeah, I but mean, I can't remember if he was a good guy or a bad guy. 
Didn't he might have find out he was evil or something? I can't remember now. Well, depending on who you're talking about. Right. Who wrote whatever comic you're reading, you know, he just came back. He's been yeah. evil. He's sucked dick, you know. Yeah, yeah. He was Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando fucked Richard Pryor. You know, what were we talking <laughs> about? But, so maybe I'd name it. Motherfucking Krypton. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. Kripron. 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 Now. I'm from Kripron. Because Krip. Futuristic. Crip is some black shit. Yeah. I'm Ron. Wait, what's Crip again? Is that a gang? It's blue. That's all blue, I know. Blue, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody said it That's stood for something. Yeah, Bloods and Crips. Crip, they said uh, Crip stood for uh, Crip. I don't remember. Something. Blue gang. Crip, blue, yeah, but blue they're blue. Snoop Dogg's a Crip. He was? Snoop Dogg was a gangster? Was. He is. He is? No, he is not now. And now he's a rich potter. Are you being serious? Snoop Dogg is not a gangster now. You know, what's a gangster? Do you have to kill people to be a gangster? I'd say, yeah. Then I guess, no, he's not a gangster. But now I think the crip rules are a little different. So you think that there's people who are gangster that are just like nice guys that would never hurt a fly? I mean, there's police officers that never hurt a fly, right? They're the biggest gang in the fucking country. Yeah, I mean... It's yeah, just a okay. brotherhood. Yeah. It's like a fraternity. But it, don't you have to do something to join that specific brotherhood of Crips? I imagine there's violence involved. Well, that's fine. Here's the thing, man. You know about frats in college, right? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't in one, but I know about them. Okay, let's just, what school did you go to? UC Santa Cruz. Okay, so let's say Santa okay. Cruz school, right? And they've got the chapter of, I don't know, something, something Greek, right? The same chapter of the, the, that same group of letters at another school is a little different. Uh, of course, got it. So, so there's some crips that are just you know work at Best Buy. I guess. I mean, I don't think so, crips. but sure. You know why not? <laughs> and <laughs> then know? there's some that are like, you got to kill that guy if you want to be a crip. It is all you know. It's, who knows? I got to get a crip on the podcast. Who's you know crip? any? I think so. Yeah. That that I would trust to have in the podcast studio. Well, I know a like a, a non dangerous crip. A soft crib. I want to find a soft this crib one to come I'm in the podcast. About, he's a, he, like Snoop Dogg type. This one I'm thinking about, he's a bit much, actually. But he's a comedian, so, I mean, there's that. He's a bit much in the sense that he's, like, a criminal? Or I, I, I or know he's loud. a gangster. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if name. he's Crip or Blood. But he's a gangster, and he is yeah. a little dangerous. And he's... Well, I'm not going to say he's dangerous. I'm not going to say that. Let me explain uh-huh. what I'm talking about. I just did a podcast with him. Yeah, he's Muslim. His podcast? No, he was he's a, a Muslim gangster? Comedian, yes. Comedian, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In my head, I don't know him. And I now that we're talking about it, I don't, I don't think him. I want to know him based on oh, this. He's, he's a great guy. I he mean, is? I mean, as far he as sounds, I know him. You know what? He sounds a little much. <laughs> he, now, that's what I'm trying to explain to you, right? It sounds like he's asking for too much attention. Like, I'm a, I mean, I'm I a Muslim, I'm a gangster, I'm a comedian. It's like, pick one, relax. I'll tell you what it is, right? It's one Uh of these. It's one of these situations. And I could be wrong, but I'm probably not. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It's one of them situations where, like, let's say it's just you and him in here talking. Like me and you in here talking, right? Mm -hmm. And you say something, and it's like, whatever. It's funny, but our tone of humor is, you're like, well, no, of course 
Black Lives Don't Matter, Ron, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, of like course I'm saying it sarcastically. Exactly. And he might There's not not take a lot that. of room in gangsters' life for sarcasm. And it's fucked up because it's like, surely you got to know they was playing. But they find that and take that as an it's opportunity. It's like back in the day when like, you say, I fucked your mom. Obviously, I didn't fuck your mom. And then it's this whole thing of really like, mad. you know, on Crip and Blood, because I ain't with that shit. Yeah, it's yeah, like, you don't ever say you fuck my mom. And Or yeah. maybe they don't go that far. It's just they got no problem making it relatively uncomfortable right some of the ones I know yeah. and one of this guy I'm talking about I feel like he might fall into that category and he's a comedian yeah still that's what I'm saying so like I'll probably say, not a good comedian I find him funny I mean he's I black it's, it's very hard for black people to not be funny <laughs> I've noticed that too I've yeah. noticed that too if you're an unfunny black comedian I'm like you're special what happened yeah. 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 I was like why did you get into this why are you doing this yeah. so I'll say this right so he came up to me and long story short I'll say this but he came up to me and was like he, he was heated too he was heated but it was one of them things where like I, I, I felt it was one of the things like I don't want to come at Ron like this because I, I already don't think that he's that guy and you know he might know some people and that might not be a problem I want I, I could be wrong but I felt a little bit of that but he also was he like I, I, no I ain't going for that shit long story short he hit me up about a joke he pulled mm-hmm. me aside about a joke and said I don't like this joke you do no he said that that's, that's my joke oh you know that's my joke I got shirts about and everything now I'm not gonna say the joke mm-hmm. right but I'll say it was low hanging fruit it was, a, I, I it was one of was, your favorite jokes. I was virtually freestyling. It just got such a big laugh. I was like, let me see if I can do that again, right? It was like, you know, I'll give you an idea of what it was. Uh, 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 you know. I look like Black so-and-so. Mama's Whoop Ass. <laughs> you know, I got a shirt to say Black Mama's Whoop Ass. Do you now? Do you really think that I had to see your set to know Black Mama's Whoop Ass? And you know what I told so, I said? I said, hey. doing it. You could have that. You have it. I'm that's, sorry that's about that. Anytime though. someone would ever confront me about a joke, <laughs> you know, I'm like, like, I got enough joke. You could, you keep that one then. But if that like, joke's that important to you, what 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 fucked me up was like, wait a minute, you made a shirt about that? That's low hanging fruit, man. Are you sell? Are you really selling? Why the chicken cross the road T-shirts? <laughs> like, are you? Uh, wow. Listen, keep the if fucking joke, brother. If you're joining a gang. This is maybe me, my ignorance, but I imagine that most people who are Crips aren't the sharpest people. No, that's aren't not the true. Smartest, no, not there's true some really smart gangsters. I'm going to put it to you like this. Here's the deal. This is the reason I brought up the fraternity things. Mm-hmm. And this is like this is some real shit, right? You got to remember. You're oh, whatever. I'm not even going to say black. You're in. I'm going to be black one day. Hey, I got faith in you, brother. Thanks. I, don't, I, don't, I, I think you can do anything I've been trying. you put your mind to. Yeah. It's, it's not the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. It comes. That's with the some, gang I want to join. It comes with some perks and it comes with some annoyances, but you know, I've got faith in you. So you're in a place, let's call that place America, and you feel disenfranchised, right? You mm-hmm. feel like people are saying, fuck you, and you're looking for some camaraderie, some family, some place of belonging. Mm-hmm. You join a group. Now, that group may be the church. It may be the different factions of churches, be it Muslim, Buddhist, Baptist, whatever the fuck it is. It might be a community of people. Mm-hmm. You might be Cults. You might become a cult or get into a cult. You might mm-hmm. become vegan. You like might a job be- at the comedy store. You might become a comedian. That's yeah. a fucking gang. Mm-hmm. We got our own lawyers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got, <laughs> yeah, we're we a fucking gang. I hate the, that lawyer. Oh. Anyway, but you know we got a whole fucking gang, Mexican gangs. Then you got the police. Then you got Crips and Blood. They're just people who looking for camaraderie. Now Good it just point. so happens that 
some gangs end up turning towards different methods of bringing themselves up. But would you say that people who join the mafia typically aren't smart? No, you wouldn't say that at all. I guess not. But the, what's the what's mafia? That's fucking That's Italian yeah, for Italian a game, game, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that literally what it's that just, word they means? They have a. What's the word? They have uh, it's organized crime. That's the difference. What allowed it to be organized, other than the fact that their people were in the fucking, the fucking, they were white and they were in the fucking police force. Italians yeah. came here after black people were brought here. Do you really mm-hmm. think that black people didn't have time enough to get organized? Every time black people organize, they are eradicated by the government. This is the fucked up part. This is the crazy part, right? And then they tell us. It's not a conspiracy. It's not, it, did that happen? We know the CIA killed Martin Luther King. Right? We do? It's in fucking textbooks. I'm an idiot. Are you serious? Yeah. We, okay. I'm going to edit this out. I don't want to look this stupid. I'm not, I'm not, not even going to get crazy. I don't right? want to look this stupid. No, it's fine. How about this? Let's just. Mm-hmm. Now I knew know. he was killed, though. Well, let's, let's reset. I, didn't know, right? I knew he, Martin Luther King was assassinated. Martin Luther King was assassinated. Wait, we're talking about. King or King Jr.? Jr. Yeah, Jr. Okay, Jr. just making sure. Yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. That I knew. Just By the CIA. And we know it. So right? that's, that's public common knowledge? It's not a conspiracy? Yeah. No. I'm and that's what's crazy. Really, I'm just really uneducated? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. You, yeah. Don't, you don't have to know these things and better off for you. I have to know these things, mm-hmm. you know? Look at me. Yeah, if but I didn't I'm, have I'm to saying know, I wouldn't I want to be black and I don't know that. <laughs> Get hit. But the, the crazy part about that is that it wasn't hidden, right? It was told, it was taught, it's in books, and the CIA just gets to continue. It's not like you guys did an atrocious thing. You don't get to exist anymore. No. Everyone deserves second chances, right? Sure. Uh, how about this? <laughs> the Black Panther Party, you ever heard of them? I've heard of them. Okay. They um, were a anti-racism group. No, that no, no. took violent, a more violent approach. No. I'm going to tell you what they were okay. based off of a And I've seen the movie, too. Oh, there you go. Black Panther. Okay, what's the other one? <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I Good movie, that. though. Yeah. Re- rest in peace. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Black Panther Party was described as a, a, a terrorist militia. Right. Period. Yeah, they were like an extreme right. uh, group. They were more right. extreme than Martin Luther King Jr., Martin Luther King Jr. is going for the, I'm going to give a nice speech, and Black Panther is like, hey, let's go blow that shit up and make a statement. What did they, what, what about them were extreme? I don't know enough about them, but but from the little understanding I know, the little understanding I know, they had guns. Is that the extreme part? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is, they were painted out to be extreme, and without us even knowing anything... The extreme thing that they would do, that they could do, I guess, was what? Have the Second Amendment, right? Everybody had guns. But they These would use people, them. When? I don't know. Who? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. That's the point. Now, besides all that, because this is all getting back to the point of, no, if you're a crip, that don't mean you're not smart at all. You know, you this just makes me really wish that I learned more about black history. You know, if you don't have to learn it, don't. You know, I, I, no, I should, I should. Everyone should learn it. Well, maybe, I should I learn it. I need to quit being lazy. I'm gonna go home and watch a documentary about Black History. It's, it's a very good documentary on, on the on the Black Panthers. Long story short, they came together. Their purpose was to educate, housing, 
breakfast and, and transportation to school, right, for black people and protection if needed. You don't need a gun if there's no protection. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, don't, you don't need to use a gun if you don't need to protect anyone. Right, but right? it's good to have in case. It's the law so to have, have a gun. not yeah. good to have. It's the fucking law. It's, the, it's our Second Amendment right. Oh, to have a gun, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, you're allowed to have a gun. That's, but that's it. you're not allowed to carry them around. Yes, you are. It's called open carry. If you have a permit. These motherfuckers had permits. Okay, okay. Right? Or they had the, whatever they were supposed to have they had at the time. You got to remember, this mm-hmm. is 1970-something. Right. They all marched to the building. California used to be an open carry state. They marched a bunch of Afro, leather-wearing black mm-hmm. people, open carry, just like they did in Michigan where Trump called them peaceful people. But that's a whole other story. They went to some, I don't know, important building in California. They changed the law. The reason California is not an open carry state to this day is because a bunch of black people walked. It's because guns. of the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. Because they went up there and said, the "Niggas with guns? No, no, no. We'll change the whole fucking law before we let this happen." But that's beside the point. Fact of the matter is, we know that the FBI and the CIA systematically tore down and destroyed the Black Panther Party. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. There's a movie coming out called, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's, it's about Bobby Seale, who was, no, not Bobby Seale, about Fred Hampton, who after they killed. Who started the Hampton Inn chain, hotel chain. No, because okay. Okay. he was, uh, long story short, he was, he was one of the. Not a good hotel chain. I'm no. glad he didn't start that. I'm glad he's better than that. Really <laughs> cheap, pretty low budget. <laughs> I, I've spent many, many nights there. I have too, yeah, but too many. not my favorite place. Yeah, but anyway, that movie is about one of the guys in the Black Panther Party in Chicago. And I believe he rose to prominence after they had already killed off the other leaders. Long story short, they killed him. He did nothing illegal. The, I forget if the CIA or the FBI, they killed him. They just killed him because he was a fucking problem, right? And... They just admitted to it. Like, well, fuck him. We killed him. Did they admit it to it then, or we found this out now? They did it then because they Back paid, then it was okay to be racist. They paid their families a million dollars and was like, I mean, my Sorry, bad, my but bad, yeah. we, can't Here's have, a million dollars. we can't have niggas becoming the mafia. It's insane. Right? So that's the difference. And that's the issue. And I was just talking to somebody. I had a meeting with somebody. and uh, I feel smarter. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's the thing. That's why when people say, oh, black people, just black people, that's like, look, man. They can't be doing that to our people. There you go. Now you're fitting in. Now you're fitting in. That's <laughs> like, I'm not saying black people don't need a handout. We don't need nothing, right? But it would, if, if nothing, it's like. Well, look. they need a, and they don't need a handout or, or anything. They don't need any presents or, or sorries. They need change. No, we don't even need that. We can do that all by ourselves. The time will do that for any group of people. This is not a resilience reserve for black people. That's the other thing. I, when I speak on these things, I don't speak of it from a necessarily a black pride standpoint. It's like we got to actually look at the, well, I look at the actual terrain. Not that it's going to help anybody. This ain't got shit to do with how strong, fuck that shit. This is just what happens with people. Left to their own devices, people were a sin to wherever it is they need to be. The thing is, black people uniquely, American black people, what, what I've heard called as American descendants of slavery in particular. Af- African Americans? or you Afri- don't I've heard, yeah. I've newly heard the term African oh. descendants of slavery. Okay. Which is it's a little long of a term. Of course. But I'm just saying it separates black people from 
all people of color. Mm-hmm. Oh, African, I see. Okay, African descendants of slavery mm-hmm. have had have been have been systematically a d o s. This guy called it ADOS. ADOS. I heard it on a Rogan. That, Rogan that podcast. I can get behind ADOS. Anyway, um, the only group of people who have been systematically held down and back yet still like we're like cattle you know what I'm saying like like fucking there are chickens the chickens we eat don't exist in the wild right because they yeah, grow so plump big and they have hormones and they and they're die not, they're not natural yeah they die and they grow in 20 weeks or whatever and right. then they die right yeah. that's what black people are like those chickens, like, if everybody who says, well, you shouldn't fuck those chickens over like that, and they're like, free the chickens. If you send them chickens in the wild, they all die. No more will be reproduced. If racism stops, we don't have, or they're like, hey, whatever. You guys can go wherever you want. We don't even have a place to go. Right. We have been used for, cons- we have been created for consumption mm-hmm. and been held back from creating. We can find a fucking place to make our own. But when they stop you from doing that, that's a problem. So when I say we don't need, we, black people don't need a handout. What would be nice is just, hey, stop fucking us over. That's right. it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we don't need, hey, fuck reparations. How about just stop denying my loan? Okay, fine. You don't want to stop denying my loan? How about let me open up a bank? Okay, you don't want to let me open up a bank? How about you let us open, find our own ways of making money and we have our own situation? We can't. We don't get to do any of those things. All those things have been cut short. We don't get a mafia, right, that gets to then turn over a new leaf and become all of the legal things that mafias are into. Mm-hmm. We don't get a fucking uh, movie things. We don't get a police force. We don't have our own housing units. We don't get shit. That's a problem. But that is how it was designed. So when you say, will it change? I don't know. We got to remember, this was the fucking plan. Mm-hmm. Why would the plan change all of a sudden? Because we don't like it. We didn't like it then. You think black people like getting fucked over then? No. It was give us these black people. We going to turn them it to cattle like, and use them forever. Okay, Why would we like, ever stop? Okay. Just to play the evil white guy. Sure. It is changing. Just not as fast. It would be nice if it would change right now. Right now, boom, it's changed. But unfortunately... What's changing? What is, what is the... Itch? Well, okay, so slavery, obviously horrible, ended. Was, did that fix racism? No, but it was a step in the right direction. So things are moving in the right direction, just not, in, not fast enough. No, 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 no. It's... Those individual things are changing, mm-hmm. but that is not the issue. That's the problem. The issue is that you have a group of people being subjected to things that they don't want to be subjected to. Now, you can subject those things, you can subject those people to things they want to be subjected to, or you could just leave them the fuck alone, right? Mm-hmm. Neither one of those things are going to happen because to be subjected to the things we want to be subjected to would be to put us on a pedestal. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're being presented. We're going to start putting black people on. That doesn't happen. You can't put anybody on a pedestal, right? You Creates can't a whole other issue. You, right. Yeah. You can't leave us alone because there's this whole fear of domination, which is not for no reason. Now I'm getting way off the deep end, right? But I'll say this. 
there's this documentary called Hidden Colors. Very interesting documentary. Long story short, it's about the hidden things that black people have done and about and all this good shit. Now, I watched, it's four of them. I think it's about five. I've watched four of them. But if you just watch the first one, I like it a lot. And the reason I like it is because if everything that they're saying in that documentary is not true, it still brings up questions that I don't know the answer to. And that is what's interesting to me. Makes you think. I don't have to know the answer. They, they, they can have the wrong answers. Maybe they got the right answer. Maybe they got the wrong answers. But the fact that I don't, I never even knew to, to question that. Mm-hmm. So they put up this picture of like this big giant African kingdom, right? And they said, this is what African kingdom look like. Somebody was sitting next to me, they ain't what African kingdom look like. How do they know? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, how do they know? But what does African kingdom look like? How come I don't need, I can't even picture it. Neither can I. What the fuck does it look like? I know what a fucking Asian kingdom looks like with the ninja sliding off the walls. I picture like a beautiful safari type of style. Exactly. With like like a lot of gold elephants. Which is a fucking cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, I picture a cartoon. Yeah, it's a fucking cartoon. (laughs) You know? So the second largest continent on the planet Earth. Historically, apparently, where modern humans were developed, the first place where people existed, and the richest continent on the planet, and we know the least about it. Is that my accident? No. But in this documentary, they said something that's very interesting. And they said, long story short, I don't, I'm not going to say I agree mm. with it, but if it's true, it's like, well, you got a point. I can't blame white people if that's the case. Long story short, racism, or what they call white supremacy, is uh, to protect the white genotype. In other words, if all the black people just start fucking over a few years, white people just won't exist. The white genotype. Oh, there's definitely racists that feel that way, for but sure. They say, but they're the saying, outwardly, they outwardly say shit like of that. Of course. Yeah. But this documentary is presenting that is the foundation of white supremacy so much so to the point where people don't even know that truly that's what they're doing. You know, that that's what they're harping on. They just think it's fuck black people. When really it's like you are eons in the past deep of, of, of what's just, you know, a fear of being eradicated as as a genotype. And guess what? I can't Jesus Christ almighty. I can't blame that. I I can't get mad at that. I took a twenty three and me test recently mm-hmm. and I am ninety eight percent Jewish. How gross is that? No one in my family cares Jewish. about keeping the uh keeping the gene alive. Yet they did. That's pretty fucking Jewish. What are you talking about? That's, that's I took twenty three me thinking, okay, I know I'm Jewish. I know I'm a Russian Jew. I know I'm white, but I'm gonna find some. I'm gonna have other stuff in there. I'm no, I don't. Not yeah. yeah, you're all Jew, man. Yeah. I mean, good for you. Then you know. Then you got like, oh, I get so deep. I, I can't get into this because I literally don't know it. I don't know. I'm gonna say it right here, right now. Okay. I'm gonna stop being racist right now. That's it's hard to do, but I think I think if you could manage it, I'm gonna yeah. stop right now. No more racism coming from me. I'm never going to say the N-word again. Oh, wow. Right now. Oh, Jesus. Right now. I'm never going to say it to a 19-year-old. Right. I wouldn't even say it to him if he was 10 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Even if I know he's 10 and he's weak and he couldn't do anything about it because I could kick his 10-year-old ass. Yeah. yeah. still not saying it. I mean, it's very easy, man. Like, you know, there's some stuff. Like, what's a Jewish uh, slur? Kike. What do you call it? Kike is like the... 
I'm not going to say it's the N-word equivalent, but it's the closest thing to that. Okay, sure, yeah. right? I've heard that because mm-hmm. I heard Patrice O'Neill talk about it. Mm-hmm. And he said something like it originated from Keiko or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something weird, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm familiar and then Louis with C.K. on that. Oh, on that don't miss. What do you? So well, that's I why wanna, I didn't I was, defend him, dog. Um, with the girl shit, it was like you just got to go through this. Louis C.K. is my man, right? Mm-hmm. But mine too. You also you See, said a lot of fuck w- shit about black people. So thought when, it was sweet. So in that interview, he says to Patrice, okay, so, uh, so, the N word is right. when a bunch of black people were being N words. I'll, I'll, I'll do the whole thing. Okay. I, I do yes. know where the, where the term kite came from, by the way. Ah, derogatory term it's for the, Jewish yes, people. I do, Where's I, that I do know where that came from. Where it is when mm-hmm. that, when people used to come uh, over on the uh, you know in the ships that, on Ellis Island, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of people couldn't write English, so they used to make their mark, and the Jews' mark was a circle, and uh, the circle is called Keikel. So that's what they were just shorten it to Kike. The oh. guys oh, coming yeah? in and say, "Here's another Kike." Once they seen the the, the circle. You know Stamped. where a nigger came from <laughs> originally? <laughs> there was some black guy being a nigger. <laughs> so they called him a nigger. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he was being a real nigger, and somebody said, what a nigger. And that's where it started. It just was a, nigger was a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, this, look at him. This. Yeah, was this some wordplay? He was blurting out a sound, and it came out like that. Just the guy was being such a nigger <laughs> that it fucking made someone say the word. <laughs> oh my god, oh, man! That awful. Well, we're learning about yeah. derogatory terms That's and where right. they came from. Oh, right. Wow, it's history. It's a really good history so lesson. I never knew that. And it was funny. It was funny. I remember laughing. There was. I remember that it was bad, but I, but he's a fucking comedic genius. The timing was perfect. Oh, the I mean, fact if, that a, he if said a black it, person, if a black it, comedian had said that, I don't think it would have been as funny. You don't? No, it wouldn't have been as funny, but it still would have been funny. It, it still, uh, exactly. it still would have been very funny. But it was even funnier because of like you are so not supposed to say that. Right, right. But I remember thinking like, just because you can do it, don't mean you should. You got, you got off. Interesting. You got off, and I laughed, and I'm all about. The blackity black shit, you know. <laughs> I'm fist pumping all That's that the word stuff. For it. But instead of black black pride or Black Lives Matter, blackity black, blackity black shit. Blackity black, I'm black, all black, about blackity black yeah. shit. So you got off, and then in his, I I let that one slide because it was that fucking funny. I remember it that. was really funny. But then in I'm his, not gonna sit here and say it and think it was, it was fucking funny because it, so it was just naughty. You're right. It was it was, naughty. It was, it was just very him being naughty, a naughty boy. It was not, and it was and, absurd. And the joke was, and he was clear, like he was clearly really good friends with Patrice. Yeah. And it was him. It was so racist that it was absurdity. Yeah. But then, it, then it go, then you get to a special, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, uh, "What is it? Faggot, cunt, nigger, digger, or something yeah. like that." Whatever. Well, well, it was faggot, a, cunt, it, nigger. That was a callback to right. the N word. But then. Yeah. It gets to the point where he was like, sometimes I just want to say it. And it was like, that nigga made the shit out of my coffee. Oh, that one. And right there, I was like, wrong, wrong, for a few reasons. One, not necessary. Two, nobody would ever say that. Nobody says that. Because when you use that term in a term of endearment, it's always used with an A. That might sound like semantics, but it's a big deal. Chica and Chico, two different things, right? Uh One's a guy and one's a girl. Right? So a simple A versus an ER, big fucking difference. Mm-hmm. So when you say that nigga made the shit out of my coffee, you just wanted to be a racist fucking piece of shit. Because if you said, man, you wanted to be a naughty boy. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, you want to be 
even if he didn't want to be racist, that's what you were. Mm-hmm. Because if the joke went, man, sometimes I just wanted to say, I just want to say, man, that nigga made the shit out of my That's coffee. what he should have said. If he would have said that, when he got fucked up with the girls, black comics would have rolled for him. But I can't ride for you. I'm not going to persecute you, but I'm not coming to, well, who the fuck is Ron Taylor, of course, but mm-hmm. I'm not coming to your aid. You're not defending Louis. Because, you know, you got to get that ass whooping. And would you say that that was, uh, I don't, see, it's funny, I didn't really pay attention to come who came to his aid. Mm-hmm. I feel like no one did. A very well, few, some of his good friends did, but oh, not a lot of people did. So would you say if that joke was never done, black people would have came to his aid? Uh, probably not. Yeah, probably yeah. it probably didn't make a difference at all. Yeah. I just know but after you, hearing for you that, it did. And, yeah. and and I know I'm not the only one. So I just know after that it was like this isn't just. It, it could have just been a mistake. You know, I'm sure mm-hmm. he's probably looked back on that and was like that was unnecessary. But I just yeah. remember thinking like he's not. It didn't sit well with you. He's not because devo- like with the Patrice thing on the radio, it was like oh he's just. He's just there for the laugh, and it's like whatever it takes. I'm going for. It. I'm not letting anything scare me. But was it was gonna, like that simple ER versus A. The laugh would have been there, and I would have got it. But you stuck to being white, which is why I used to always hate seeing clips where white people on the news would talk about NWA, and they would they would say the name out. Niggers with attitude, and it's never been spelled like that. It's never been spelled like that. It's spelled N I G G A. Z. It's but not when even you say AS. but when they are doing that, are they doing it because they want to say it, or are they doing it because they're just ignorant and didn't, didn't know that? Here's Probably that. I'm right? going to tell you. It's if anything, if nothing, what it is, is them sticking to the fact that they're white. That's what they're doing. I'm white, so I'm going to say it the white way, right? So like, I don't what, know if I agree with that. I'll, I'll explain. Yeah. I'll explain. Mm-hmm. The color, um, what's the, uh, do you know any Spanish? Poquito, small amount. Sure. Mm. How about uh, red? What's red in Spanish? I don't remember. I think it's rosado, right? Let's with some rolling that. of an yeah. R, uh-huh. right? Okay, Americans, we, are not, we don't really roll R's. Mm-hmm. So we just say rosado, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, that's American, that's English, and that's Spanish. Those are two different languages. Mm-hmm. The N-word is in the English language, right? But mm-hmm. there is a way that white people have decided to say it, and there's a way black people have decided to say it. We don't have an issue saying it either way. Rosado is hard for Americans to roll R's because that don't happen in our language at all. Mm-hmm. We have other words that end in A mm-hmm. and other words that end in E-R, mm-hmm. and we both, white and black, know how to say them. Right. It's spelled out. It's spelled N-I-G-G-A-Z. And you, as a newscaster, mm-hmm. went over it. Because if, let's just, again, with the Spanish, if we're called, if we got a band called Tr- Crazy Chicos, right, and you just decide to put Chicas on so it, you, we're not but, crazy fucking so girls. If, if what you're saying is true, if they made the choice to switch it from A to E-R, I agree, that's bad. Obviously, I would, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. But yeah, in the 80s. but I, that's the thing. I don't I know that. I see it as like a they choice. Might have, it might have been the teleprompter guy who put it in with the somebody, ER, and then they're just reading it. You know, it's like it's I feel only like, ever been spelled N I G G A Z. Right. But somebody, somebody it got flubbed along it. the way. Right. Exactly. Over and over again, somebody mm-hmm. changed it. They mm-hmm. put out many albums. Yeah. They never. They never called themselves that. Yeah. So. It was never written that way. Mm-hmm. They never called themselves that, and they were a very popular group. Yeah. And everybody 
called them niggers with attitude. I didn't. That, well, there you go. <laughs> That's my issue with Louis C.K. You chose to be white instead of a comedian mm-hmm. when on stage you said that nigger made the shit out of my coffee. Mm-hmm. Choosing to be white and using that word to be white and use that word, that's the offense. Right. That's, that's the offense. He should have gone A. Because then I would you would have taken yourself, you should, moved I, yourself I from being right. a white In person. In that joke, and it would have been just as funny. It would have been funnier. It's not, yeah. Nobody ever says that nigger made the shit out of my right. coffee. No one's ever said that. Mm. It's never been said. Maybe maybe in his head it was funnier that he said it wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want, I'm don't. i not defending him. But, but uh, yeah. the point is, yeah. he removed himself or he decided to be a white person using that word when with Patrice on the radio I took it as him deciding to be a comedian right. to the T I know I'm not supposed to say this but here's the fucking laugh yeah, yeah. that one it was like I'm gonna be a white guy saying this word even if it wasn't a conscious choice by him doing that that's what he and one was in. in the moment and one was on a special meaning he did the joke repeatedly over and over and over, over again I didn't even want to think about that and yeah. he saw it and he does his own editing. He watched it, and it didn't get a big laugh. He watched it and was like, "It didn't. I think no, it did." No, 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 no. That I remember. Yeah, this is a whole thing of mine. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Versus the other stuff he was saying, it was. He sat there and was like, "Yeah, that's the end." I'm and I'm not defending him, but I will say, I have some offense. I do offensive comedy as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have any racist offensive jokes, but I have homophobic jokes. I have. Uh, Stuff that touches on transphobia, I have stuff such as on sexism, mm-hmm. and if it gets a good enough laugh, I mean, I'm sure. doing it. I guess I'm I doing it, it, and I don't call. And I would also say I am not homophobic, transphobic, or sexist. I just make those jokes from time to time. Um, maybe in ten years I'll regret that and be like, "Oh man, I was an ignorant buffoon." But I'm saying. It's absurd comedy. It's it's satire. I mean, yeah. it, 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 you know, it it comes with the territory, I guess. We yeah. all have to sleep in the beds that we make. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like me, right? So I say some jokes some people don't agree with, I'm sure. I probably say some Definitely. words. Some people, yeah, you do yeah. sexist jokes as well. Right. But so, like, for me, this is Ron Taylor as a comedian. It's just me, mm-hmm. the person. For me, it's like, for me, mm-hmm. it's too easy to not use certain words. That's why right. I asked you what's the Jewish slur for, for Jewish people. It's I, I never say it. The only time I, I've ever said it is when having this type of conversation right, right. And to explain how purpose. easy yeah. it is right. for me to not say it. It's it, doesn't come, it doesn't come across my thing. brain. Unless it's that much funnier to say, mm-hmm. I always tr- I'm not going to say a word just to say the word. I'm going to say the word sure. if it has a purpose. So I, I get what you're saying and I agree with you in that joke and in stand-up he should have said a yeah, yeah. Looking back. But it's also easy to say looking back. And like you said, maybe he would say that now too. I don't know. Sure. You know, but my thing is just like, it's so, e- I find it too easy to not, like, okay. Yeah, remember, I started comedy, what, 2010? Mm-hmm. Um, it was very okay, oh, very okay to say faggot. It was very okay. And yeah. I think we forget how just yeah, not that, that long, long ago, ago. Yeah, yeah. it was completely oh, dude, fine. Uh, I don't even want to say his name now because I doubt he does a joke anymore. One of my favorite comedians mm-hmm. had a faggot joke. Yeah. And it was, it was a funny joke. It was very... Um, the, the, but now you can't. What's crazy that is joke. that not just it was funny, it was okay. Mm-hmm. It's not like we grew up knowing it was bad, but then 
it was kind of okay to say it anyway. It just mm-hmm. was okay, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Especially in comedy. Now, may, uh, granted, 2010 probably was becoming less okay mm-hmm. as a word itself. But in comedy, nobody had told the world yeah. of comedy. We were just going with it. I don't use it now. Yeah, I don't use it. It's, it's just that too word's easy gone. to not use. That word's, uh, it's, not, it's not as bad as the N-word, but it's gone. Yeah, it's just too easy to not use. Now, I will say, I will be honest. There have been, some, but I know how it happened. So if I just avoid that, then I don't have any problem. There have been some times where I've listened to some Joey Diaz podcasts, or I'll just have seen them uh, go up a few days, or maybe even right before me, and I'll be drunk at the store. This is the only time it's happened, and I'm just getting into, and I'm just fucking rocking, drunk. Rocking, got fucking who gives a fuck Joey Diaz in my mind, mm. and I might just you might slip it out. I might throw off, not slip it, throw a few of them out there. Yeah, they don't, they never not get laughs. Right, but outside of that, I don't, I, don't, yeah. I haven't built any jokes with that word. Yeah, I, I don't wide. have any jokes built with that word. And my it's brother, not my vocabulary, my uh, younger brother came out of a closet, which has made it. Even like worse for me. How old is I'm your a, brother? He's twenty. He came out two years ago at eighteen. But um, what's his stance on it? I don't even know if um, I respect my younger brother's stance on anything. He, he doesn't get offended easy. I mean, he has me as his little brother, so that's probably mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think if he heard Joey Diaz say it or even me say it, he'd be like, "You shouldn't say that." Mm-hmm. But I think in his head, he'd be like, "Why say it?" Like. Just say a different word, you know? That's the other thing. It's yeah. like, for, for, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. For a white person, what purpose does that word serve you? Exactly. Right? Agreed. What, as a straight person, that the, I'm going to call it the gay F word. The gay F word <laughs> only serves me one purpose. That's to describe a gay person or a soft person. So... Both things, not really right to try to call somebody soft, whatever that is, mm-hmm. that word, or to call somebody gay, that word. Now, as a black person, what purpose does the N-word serve in my life? A lot. <laughs> oh, so many more. So many. Oh, and it's if, a a gay person, if a gay person called someone a faggot, I, I think it's perfectly okay. I don't know. I don't even know what they take on it is. I'm but not I, in my opinion, it'd be like if I called a Jew a kike. Do they you can't all, get do mad you all at me. do that? No, no, I don't do that. No, but if so I did, go, yeah. but if I did, I'd say they can't get offended. Right. I'm like, but I'm Jewish. So yeah. that's what I'm getting at. So you've got a reason for the word. Right. Gay people got a reason for the word. Black people got a reason for their word. But none of us have reasons for those other words. Mm-hmm. So words are so weird. It's yeah, weird that that a word could uh, have so much power. I've got a like I, you want to you want to be able to say. Hey, we should all say all those words as long as there's no hatred in our hearts. Why can't we say them? But the problem is there's just too much history and too much I've got stuff a, behind them. I've got a thought that might be biased, but I think there's something to it. And I've said this about a lot of things. But it's a, sometimes I wish I was white so I could still have these theories and people not think that I'm being biased. <laughs> because we really don't think about the extreme uniqueness that black people have in this country. Sure, it's, with it's, slavery. It's it's wild. Everything that everything can be traced back to that period of time and this group of people that are still here and got mm-hmm. nowhere else to go and built the fucking country unwillingly. Yeah. Right. So I put it like this: the I, when words became a big deal, or you can't say that. Mm-hmm. I think it. I've got an idea. I'm not even going to call it a theory. I've got an idea that it pretty much all followed 
when black people pretty much said you can't say that word. And we didn't say you can't say that word like you can't say that word because that, this we, we were this was like 60s and 70s yeah. and shit. We don't make no fucking rules. It was you can't say that word. I'm gonna beat your fucking ass. Like I'll go to jail, I'll die. Mm. But if you say that, even if you're a police officer, I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. Yeah, that's where that came from. The idea that there's a word you can't say. There was no you can't say this word before. Mm-hmm. You can say whatever the fuck you want to say. But when it was the ass whooping attached to an utterance of a word. That became a real offense. Yeah. And then it was like, even if somebody who wasn't going to kick your ass heard you say it, it was like, oh, you know you can't say that word. It's like, you'll hey, you know, you know you're going to yeah. get your ass whooped, right? So people did, let's say white people didn't like that. What's all this word stuff? And then it's like everybody jumps on the bandwagon. I feel like a lot of the things that we're in now, a lot of the like, like uh, social justice warrior type stuff, all of it comes from unresolved black problems it's like there were black people that had had these issues they weren't resolved so a new group follows the trend and maybe they're able to get some of their things resolved or not but it's like oh well you know what fuck it let us try now it's like all this political correctness who the fuck gave about how depict how asian people were depicted in american movies now i'm not saying it don't matter but who cared when when, when that when was that a thing when were there white women Fucking racing a f- for Asian representation. The idea of representation. That's a big mm. one, right? And then I'm going to shut the fuck up about <laughs> this. Representation. There's no need for representation, right? For mm. just about anybody else other than black people. But we got to remember why that was requested. It's because black people were the only people that... One of the few groups of people in movies and different things that were eliminated. If you do a Western movie... Right? Or whatever the fuck. And there's no black people in it. Big deal. But when you do the Cleopatra movie and it's full of white people, that's a fucking problem. Yeah. Then you start asking for representation. So this whole idea of you need representation. Okay, you you make a movie about cats and dogs. That's an actual movie, Cats and Dogs. Do you need lizard representation? Because they exist, right? But do you need that in there? No. But if you make a movie about, I don't know, about cats and dogs are playing all the cats. Exactly. Yeah, That's exactly what the fuck sense. I'm talking yeah. about. That's the fucking problem. Totally. But guess what? When we start rah rahing for that shit, and then they throw us a fucking bone, and like, okay, well, we'll put Denzel in something, something, whatever. <laughs> Denzel's a dreamboat. Exactly. As if the, the, the problems are that straightforward. Like, you know, how come there's no uh, 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 disabled people in Wakanda? What? Yeah. Well, excuse me? What what the fuck are you talking about? What what are we talking about? Yeah, well, there was no blind people in friends. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? Do you know why we were even talking? We were talking because they made a fucking samurai movie with fucking Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> good movie though. I didn't, I didn't see I'm Last sure Samurai. Pretty yeah. good. Pretty good movie. Let's, but let's say there were no Asian people in it, right? Mm-hmm. You made a samurai movie with no Asian people. Man, I think That's I got, why I'm this gonna rewatch that movie. You made a fucking Africa movie with no Africans. Yeah, stupid. And just was like, yep, you, you, fucking Discovery Channel. You ever take the see where they take the the bones and then they reanimate the face and make Pharaoh and they look like Russell Peters? <laughs> it's like this is Discovery Channel. This is what's being taught. Okay. 
Nobody is saying blind people don't exist. Nobody right. has said it. Mm-hmm. Nobody has. Nobody did the Ray Charles movie, <laughs> and this motherfucker was like doing archery and fucking a sniper and doing all these sea things. Nobody does that. So we mistake Daredevil, right? We mistake <laughs> representation for uh, rectification of elimination. That's what we're trying to do. We're not just trying to represent all things that exist. We're trying to rectify the elimination of things that do exist. That's the fucking problem. If you exist, fine. All these cartoons where they put like gay people in it and stuff like that. It's like, hey, I mean, I, I really don't give a fuck about what you do at all. But mm-hmm. the question is, yes, they exist. Are they supposed to be in cartoons? Because if the answer is yes, fine. I don't, I don't give a fuck. You can put booty, dick hole, everything in cartoons as far as I'm concerned. But I thought that it was supposed to be whatever. When did... Cartoons become sexual at all. When did cartoons for kids become a place to display sexuality? Right. So just because something exists doesn't mean it needs to be represented in all facets of life necessarily. Maybe there, there's, there's going to be a balancing period. Right now, you know, we're going through this really push for PC and equality. And so right now, maybe there's going to be too much of this race in this yeah. or, or sexuality in this. Yeah. And... Maybe it is too much, but hopefully that all balances out to where probably. it's the appropriate amount of each. Yeah, it'll probably happen. I mean, or an equal or whatever. The whole Me Too thing was that. It was overcorrection. Right. Overcorrection, but it was yeah. Yeah, exactly. Overcorrection. So some people are going to get cro- caught in the crossfires. Maybe me. Yeah. Did you see the list? And then I'll show the fuck up. I'm sure, I'm sure you got The list go. of male comedians? That are like, this is what fucked up. Was I on it? I don't know. Everybody always asks me that. Hmm. I only know I wasn't on it because that's all I was looking for. I was scared. No, no. This was was a while ago. If I was on it, I'd know about it. I don't know. There's a lot of names on there. Jesus. And this was a while ago, so who even knows? This was before Me Too, like right before Me Too. Who made this list? That's the thing, right? I'm not going to say any names right now. Oh, you know who? It's a faction of lady comics. It was a group. It was the the Facebook group. That's why there were so many names on there because they all could add to it. Mm -hmm. And this is the fucked up part. Let's say you take a girl out on a date, and you guys fuck, and then you go on another date, and the date doesn't go so well, and then you guys go back home, and you don't talk to her anymore. Your name's on that list. Oh, of course. Yeah, if a girl doesn't like That's you, your problem. name's on the list. But if the, she's like, I hate Ron, he didn't call me back, boom, you're on the list. But the list is called creepy guys or sexual right. predators mm-hmm. or just straight up rapists or whatever it is. So now all these motherfuckers are lumped into that thing. Luckily, nothing happened with that list, but the fact is that's what Nothing happened. happened yet. Well, it's a whole list. I don't even know where to go. Yeah, there was a is. Twitter account that followed me mm-hmm. that was like, it was right after the Chris D'Elia stuff, mm-hmm. and it said, this account is made to take down the sexual predators in comedy, and they were going after like I don't know if it's from that list, but their own list mm-hmm. of male comics who they deemed needed to be canceled, right? We're here to cancel, and I blocked that account immediately. I'm like, that's I'm right. not a part of this shit. The good Lord knows what he's doing, man, because uh, that's not, nobody wants to bring that to my doorstep. It's <laughs> like, because sometimes I sit back and fantasize about somebody trying to get me, because I'm not the people that got whatever. You know, I'm more on the Joey Diaz side. Mm-hmm. Chris D'Elia shut his everything down, right? Louis C.K. went off the face of the map. Probably because they actually did something wrong, and that comes with it. If Maybe. you genuinely did yeah. something wrong and, and or you feel it, then you probably do. If I really did something wrong, maybe I would be like, oh, fuck. And I would just, but I didn't, right? And mm-hmm. there's some people getting lied on. But it seemed like they scurrying away too. But maybe there's something that they feel guilty about, What, whatever. The point no is, one's perfect. 
Point Say is, that. exactly. Nobody's perfect, but the shit these people talking about. Oh, I know I didn't do none right. of that. And don't bring it to me because I'm I'm a visceral verbally. Everything you think about, you're not gonna say something about me. Ron Taylor was creepy to me, and then just that be the end of it. No, because I didn't. You fucking lying cunt. I'm not all women. Are, no, you're a fucking you're lying bitch. When this hasn't even happened. Because I'm thinking about yeah. it right now. When yeah. I first started working at, I'm going to say this much. When I first started working at the comedy store, long story short, somebody told somebody else that I gave them a ride home. I probably shouldn't say this. I don't, really don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Gave them a ride home. Took off my seatbelt. This is how I heard the story, mind mm-hmm. you. This third party, so I can't put this on that girl, and I wouldn't. Took my seatbelt off, reclined my chair, and told her to suck my dick. I don't tell girls who suck my dick to suck my dick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this to a stranger girl. This is a bullshit story. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, right? Because I really don't remember everything that I remember giving her a ride. I don't sure, remember all of that. Yeah. But I'm, I'll go with you all the whole way there. Let's just say I don't remember so much. I could say that that happened. Not like I was drunk and I don't remember. It's just I gave I gave many people rides. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Everything. Sounds like Let's you were say, giving a girl a ride home, like a gentleman. Exactly. Let's say I took my seatbelt off, right? Let's say I did recline my chair. Mind you, I live in my van at this time, so I might have been staying there for all I fucking know. Let's say I did ask you to suck my dick, right? Let's say that. Well, we know it didn't happen. We know I didn't touch you. So now what are we saying? That I asked you a question? We can't request our dicks to be sucked now? Amen. Get the fuck out of here. How you think you got here, bitch? Your daddy wrote a note and said, what you think about going half on a baby? Some some dicks was asked to be sucked. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I don't even do that to girls that do suck my dick. You're also, now we're not allowed to ask girls younger than us because then we're a predatory old man. It's like, if you're 20 years old, you can't make the decision to suck my dick. 20? What do you mean? You know, now if you're a 30-year-old man hitting on a 20-year-old, you're a creep all of a sudden. It's oh, like, I guess so. That's like, the other so, thing. So, all the so girls she could been... join the military. She yeah. could f- go to the oh, front line. She could, she could fight for our country, but she can't choose to suck my 30-year-old dick? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. I don't think that Mind seems she can't, fair. She, she, they don't trust her to drink either. But yeah. They trust her with a fucking M80. Mm-hmm. But, or M16. M80 is a firework. But I'll say this much. This is the other reason I feel so passionately about don't bring that shit to my doorstep all of the women I've ever talked to pretty much in my entire life they all have more money than me they all have been in positions of power over me and aside from some girls that I knew in Detroit they're all older than me so where's the fucking power shift where's the whatever I've got nothing over you and I didn't yeah, do what you we're, said. We're poor comedians who are building, who live in vans. I got nothing over you. I didn't do what you said. But even in a world where I did what you said, what you said really ain't wrong. I don't know which way is the Me Too. I don't know if the girl Me Too's or the guy Me Too's. I don't know how that goes. Uh, anything you want to plug? Yeah, man, my mouth. I don't want anybody to have heard any of these I'll things probably I just, just said. Just, you know, have uh, the most liberal person I know go through and just. Hey, should I cut really? this out? Do you do you edit this? Uh, I do small edits, but not major edits. But I can. I've I've had people say, "Hey, can you edit that out?" I would say this. Edit it all out. No, I would say you edit everything or nothing because I've justified everything I've said. So I yeah, feel no, completely we're... comfortable with I everything I said. If anyone listened to this, they should take away that me and Ron are both pedophiles and racists. Wow. 
Jesus Christ. Right? I mean, hey, fine, you know, <laughs> run with it. Come for me if you want to. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll get more followers for getting in trouble right now than really? I will True. putting up great content. Yeah, at this point, bad press is good press. Hey, you know, I'll plug... Um, just my social media, man. Uh, Comedian Ron T on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. On YouTube, from time to time, I do a show called Van Cook Meals, where I cook a meal in my van and interview guests and stuff like that. And um, that's about it. If anything else comes up, it'll you'll see it on my social media. Check him out. Follow him. He's very funny. Yeah. Performs all over. Thank you, guys. God bless. Peace. <laughs> You're listening to You're listening to unlicensed. Unlicensed. unlicensed 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 therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis. was another episode of Unlicensed Therapy. This one took a lot of work, a lot of editing time. Not really enjoying the editing part, but you know what? I want to do it. I don't have an excuse not to do it. I'm going to do it. If you're a fan of the podcast and you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, even if you watch the YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Leave a comment, a thumbs up, all that bullshit. And hey, maybe call in with a voicemail. Leave me, email me a therapy problem that we could play on the next podcast. I don't know. Contribute in some way. Thank you so much. God bless you. Good night.